0: Ladies and gentlemen, may I present, for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure, Running
1: Fast on Raw Dog, product. Serious
2: Is a Philly guy. Wakes up in the morning hoping Fez maybe really died. Hicks stays really high. Shelp has pretty eyes and lips like Lily Tide. Ron does the world's best interviews. Hicks drinks too much and will continue to And Shelby's got DSLs And you won't hear Fez until the live re-interlude If he talks, it's probably not new shit Somebody's in the bathroom, he's probably not pooping Hicks went to college, so he's probably not stupid Shelby's got a bad gland, he's probably got lupus This is like a rap version of an unscreened phone. Sick movie reps, bro Digging that running Fez show Fez is all weird and sad
1: Digging that
2: one show Never no turning back Never never no Never no turning back 866-10-Fez Fez Announce who the winners is Higgs can't do it cause he can't pronounce Bennington Bang Ronnie what you give him so much shit for Cause he's a shitty mentor in the center What the fucking fuck Fez used to play a gay character Now he's the oldest virgin in North America he sits quiet as a bird to get him talking callers, say the other F-word, fashion. And then it turns to the advice show, blame it on his mom like the murder movie psycho. And people start to add theories. He stands in the booth so he can fart and act clearly. Came out the closet, then he starts to act weirdly. Now he has a breakdown and a heart attack yearly. Digging yeah, that running fat show. Shoggy's got rotten legs. Digging that running fat show. Never no turning back. Never never no, never, never, never no turning back. Yeah, shout out to blowheart Andy from Cleveland, uh, Jonathan, wherever he's from, and shout out everybody, Janice, what up, uh, Sarah McPance, what's up? Liz that's fire, Trekker Love, yeah. Everybody but Lady Trucker, everybody but her, continue to ban Lady Trucker Forever, please.
0: You know that song just made me think. We haven't heard from Lady Trucker forever. No, she finally took a, a you know a, a powder, as they say in the old movies. That's weird. She, she hit the bricks.
3: The staple in our lives.
0: There's young Michelle hanging out with us, and guess what happened? What? He didn't turn on your mic. No, That's I didn't. fine. That's Chris Stanley.
4: That's it's like I'm here, but not here.
0: Playing passive aggressive. You're all dressed up today, Michelle. Yes. And. Do I see makeup? <laughs>
4: Look.
0: Yeah, you know what? This is like the last scene in a teen movie. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> she is a girl, a real girl.
3: Take those glasses off.
0: I don't want you just to see me as the second baseman. I want you to see me as someone to take to the prom.
4: I am the Bad News Bears. What was the uh, movie
0: where the girl was so beautiful but no one noticed so they took off her glasses? Can't hardly wait. Yeah. Now the entire, she's all that. She's, she's all that. that. She's all that. The entire time you're watching the movie, you're thinking that girl's hot. Yeah.
3: Glasses. But
0: I guess glasses are like like an ugly. Yeah.
4: To seeing her face.
0: Well, what? I guess, you know, it came from Clark Kent, you know, he put on the glasses <laughs> and everybody thought that they could beat him up, you know, I don't normally recognize people when they don't have their glasses on
4: or recognize their beauty.
0: I refuse to recognize beauty. Even if I see like a beautiful thing, I'll go like this. Eh, I don't know. Grand Canyon. Mm. Eh, big hole. No, you got it. It's beautiful. I mean, oh, okay, Chris, you convinced me with it's your go- fucking grunts. Nah. That works for me now. His
4: poetry eh. grunts. Eh.
0: Eh. I have a little spy report here. Actually, Gil sent this to
4: Ooh. us today.
0: Gil, and now we had spy report.
3: Oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs>
4: Do you want me to do it? Because I yeah. can do it. God, just, Spy report. Spy report. I like Spy that. Report.
0: All right, so not set up properly. Is that it, uh, Chris? Not tugged in? Um, Shelby, you were uh, managing the interns? I Yeah, I checked that before the show, and it was working for me. So Spy we, report. There it is. Spy report. It took forever. Uh, you know, Don Pardo passed away mm. from... Uh, Age. S- well, natural causes is what I like to say. The good news is he died naturally. Uh, and, you know, all this time they've been confused about who could replace him. Because it's the best gig in the world. You come mm-hmm. in, you announce, you immediately start drinking after that. That's all you have to do. Do you even have to Damn. But you drinking? can't fuck up even slightly. Because, like, when Don Pardo would even mispronounce one name, people over America would That's not the way you say that! It's not Benetton! Uh, they found a replacement... Our pal, Daryl Hammond, yeah. now moves into that. Wow. Great gig. Great
3: gig. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a nice gig for him. He gets his health insurance back, which is important, uh, because he, he needs it. a lot of it. doctors. He's got the mental, you know, things mm-hmm. that he fights with. He struggles. So that's fantastic for uh, him. Do you think him? he'll
4: do an impersonation of Don Pardo? I think he'll, he I, you himself?
0: know, they, uh, he's done it before. Like right. when Don Pardo was sick. He would do it. But I think, here's my guess. He might like do a different Im- impression every week, so it'll sound like Clinton is bringing people out.
4: That's a lot of pressure, though.
0: Or Chaka Khan. <laughs> Chaka. This guy eats pressure for breakfast. He's Daryl Herman. The pressure eater. He eats pressure. Never no turning back. Never, never, no. Digging that wrong face, show. Goddamn Mike Mike
3: Eagle. You don't like your lyrics? I don't like my references in that song. It makes me seem like a crazy person who can't speak.
4: Or an alcoholic.
3: Or a person with a
2: drinking problem, yeah.
3: You know who was the second announcer up for this position?
2: It's the Ron and Fez Plug Report. Today's top plugs and headlines.
5: Unmasked with Ron Bennington and special guest Andrea Martin will happen Wednesday, September 24th at 6 p.m. And you could be in the audience. Just go to theinterobank.com for more information. And later on, we wrap up the 88th Annual Miss America Pageant by giving last year's winner the traditional post-pageant burial at sea. This
2: has been the Ron and Fez Plug Report. Is that what we
0: do with this? Yeah, it's a Viking funeral. I
4: didn't
0: it's a Viking funeral. So they're
4: dead upon being the most beautiful of america
0: well they burn them alive i mean they're useless now they serve no use to society we only have time for one the most beautiful by the way today is a hectic day for me because i left my phone at home again i'm like a maniac with a phone
3: after a little while you're going to feel better because it's freeing no phone. Screw it. It's just the exact opposite. I'm cut off from the universe. See, when I used to rock a beeper, I'd forget my beeper sometimes, <laughs> and it'd feel great. Was it a, a drug? Yeah. When you're, yeah. That's the only people who had beepers. Four twenty nine one one. I better answer this, I guess.
4: People who were drug dealers or parents, potential parents. I, I oh, like if uh, expectant fathers. Okay,
0: expectant, expectant daddies. Now, were you dealing drugs at the
3: time? I, I don't want to say dealing drugs, but I move things over to other places, sure. That's a what mule. a dealer That's is called.
4: Sounds like a
0: mule. <laughs> That's what a dealer is called. You don't want the handle of being a drug
3: dealer. I, yeah, well, I had the beeper, and it was nice. It was like five bucks for the year. When
0: I was young, I did some drug dealing, and I thought it was really fun until I found out with the arrest comes the embarrassment.
3: Yeah, the arrest act got, made me realize, oh, I don't want felonies on my record. That's exactly right.
0: Now, some people go like this. What do I care about felonies? <laughs> and they continue to be drug dealers. No. I kind of think that everyone who does drugs at least sold some drugs.
3: To their f- like, if it would start like, all right, so I'm, I'm smoking all the weed. Everyone I know smokes weed.
0: Why don't I just fucking? I don't even keep compare people who smoke weed to be actual drug dealers. Oh. I hate it, moving weed. It's big. Yeah. It's bulky. People want less. You know what I mean?
4: I had a telephone number called uh, like it was like eight 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 weed deliver yeah I mean it cut off a few letters isn't that great
0: that was your? T- no, I wasn't uh-huh. the drug dealer. Oh, yeah. That's well, who th- I would call. Yeah, there's always that thing. New York City is always a member of the Cartoon Network where you oh my God. give them
3: a call. I haven't thought of them in years. Yeah. Holy shit.
0: And the police used to let it take place because no one was bothering the fucking people on the street. No one was bothering you know <laughs> tourists and people who weren't interested. So, and there's still, I'm sure, services that go on.
3: Yeah. yeah
4: it's yeah, probably yeah. internet-based now.
0: It's huge. I didn't even think of that.
3: It's probably internet. Based. Twitter. They're always trying to bang people up on Twitter. On Instagram, people uh, are selling or uh, moving stuff.
4: Insta- like so they take a picture of it and say, yeah, 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 yeah I want that.
3: Yeah, exactly. Here. Uh, Instagram like- is what I would call mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Digging around wrong face show. Actually, when it, out of everything with drugs, I miss copying more than I miss probably drugs. I loved. That initial feeling.
4: What? What? Work? Like
0: getting drugs. Oh, the, the idea of I found the your... drugs. Right. I've got the drugs. I'm about to do drugs. You'll never replace that feeling in your life. That's an exciting feeling. I'm going from being frustrated to I have it, yep. and that means everything's okay. That's a feeling that's tough to replace.
3: Now it's time to start. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, or even like getting large quantities of something that just there's this, cutting it up. Then there's just there's what? a thrill in having so much, and you might get caught. What would happen? Well, also the
0: thing of when you get the large quantity, you break it into smaller pieces, and then you're like, look how much money this is going to be. Oh god, that's a thrilling Do you get thing. Get
4: talcum powder involved in this? Is this?
0: There was a uh, thing called Manitol, which is a baby laxative that uh, you would put in the oven and it would come down, look like Coke, and then you would um, cut that before you went into, I don't know how to put it this way, the less desirable neighborhoods. Okay. You didn't do that to people who
4: weren't constipated. No, I,
0: I didn't worry about their constipation. This is people that you were going to sell to not a lot. And they also had the attitude of they were happy with it. <laughs> Where upper class white people, are, you know what I mean? They're fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> they want everything to be great. Digging out face show. Uh-huh. Never no turning back. Uh, So the Andrea Martin that we just brought up, that's going to be exciting for you as well, right? Yeah. Me too. I love everybody from SCTV. That SCTV was such a Uh, highlight for me.
4: Was it? one cast and they did it for five years.
0: Yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. And like a couple like Marty Short came in right, towards Levy. the end. But Eugene Levy was there the right. whole time. Levy, no. But Marty came in towards the end I think John Candy left towards the end as he became but for me it was always Python, S C T V, the original Saturday Night Live cast, and probably Kids in the Hall.
4: Kids
0: in the Hall for me. Um of like oh This is the guys that have it together. Yeah. The problem with all the other Saturday Night Live casts, they always get, you know...
4: Well, you don't have a time to gel on Saturday Night Live, it looks like, sometimes. I mean, Mm -hmm. not like the um, Chris uh, Elliott and... Uh, Janine Garofalo. Era. Some people do shame, but the, it seems like it was in that period specifically. Yeah, where people came
0: just... in and out. Yeah, there was a you know there was a couple of years that it just wasn't working. But you know it's also fucked up when some of the people. Like the original people came in as a group, right. and I thought that that was pretty exciting. Like, do do I like this group of people? Now, if you watch Saturday Night Live, you're like, well, these people are good. These people are probably learning. We'll give them a couple of years. Right. We'll see how they do before we give them our hearts.
3: Let them me get mentored a
0: little bit.
4: Like Bill Hader.
0: Yeah. Nobody mentored, you know, the early guys. You had to fight you for it. You had it. to claw.
4: You were just yeah. killing each other. They're
0: all like, why can't I get more Chevy rolls for myself? I want to be Chevy. Never turning back. Also, I, I kind of put the Chris Guest group as a group. And where there's like great groups that go together. Yeah. You know.
4: That was the one with Martin Short, right? They did the um, the swimming, the. the uh,
0: yeah, that was a one-year deal. <laughs> yeah, they were only that Marty. Marty Short only did that show one year. Billy Crystal, Marty Short, Chris Guest, and it was one of the non lorne years, so they don't play them a lot on, you know, Comedy Central or MTV, whoever has those things. But that was only one year. Billy Crystal only did that show one year. At that, he shocking. became a gigantic star in that one year.
4: And then he went right to soap.
0: No, he did soap first. Oh, See, I'm going to sit, you know what I mean? I'm going to go over what can I'll we... call, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be like a comedy history teacher. You're a you
4: professor. Yeah.
0: And Chris, you just, you're cheating by typing up and looking for answers. I'm not looking for answers. You can sit answers. here and have discussions about it. And you're like, wait, I'm going to try to add something to the discussion. <laughs> type, type, type. Yeah. You're like, well, you know, Michael O'Donoghue also came back and
3: worked. Fun fact, guys.
4: My first thing was a Bill, Mr. Bill. I remember him. And it was right. And then but I was like, I don't know, six. And (laughs) yes, my sisters passed me around to other friends. And that happens. Yeah.
0: Does it make you a bad person? Not me. Yeah.
4: But that's all I remember. Like just seeing that little thing going, I can watch this. Right. Right. No, you really can't.
0: Yeah, but at least that part of it was fun for a kid. I think a hammer coming in and crushing something while it screams—it was really funny. Yeah, that's a huge leap.
4: And Benny Hill was on after it. Well, Benny Hill—it
0: was only like one, like first run in England. So when we got it over here, I think uh, who had it, like HBO or Showtime, probably had Benny Hill here. It wasn't
4: but, on after SNL.
0: It may have been, but that, have. but it was one of those things that. It was first run in England, so where they were just sticking in all over places right. in the United States. Same way the Pythons used to run on PBS because they were pre-cable, so people would turn over uh, on PBS and just watch the shit out of the Pythons. It was an early, you know, dope smoking thing for people
4: because they need something when you're when you're stoned. You have to have something to watch. Is that true, Chris? Do you still like to watch things when you're smoking the marijuana
3: uh, buds? Listen, <laughs> reefer cigarettes. God, I hate this chair.
0: Fucking hate it. Yesterday, I did a screaming thing over. Can I get a different chair? And they all said, "Yes, Ron, you can."
4: You can. Well, you can. What happened? Who's your scream?
0: My gang. My my group. My group. Oh. So, what what do you do when you smoke marijuana? Listen to
3: music. Listen to music. You still watch things, but listening to music is is mostly what I do after you I like smoke.
4: Lyrics so much.
3: That's that supposed to me.
0: Because there's funny lyrics about you that are so stupid. <laughs> I yeah.
3: I hate those lyrics. I hate all the songs being made about me by either being stupid or sucking dick.
4: But you own up to it so well. So what? Yeah.
3: I don't I don't The
4: oh, fact that
0: you don't care, Chris, makes me think a lot of you. I do. You know care. what I mean? I'm I, like you got your shit together. Hey, um you got a new Highlander to play too today,
3: right? Yeah. The Ron and Fez Highlander
6: Comedian Football Challenge continues. I really, I really become like pouty child. I'm like, it's just wow. stupid. I so thought I'd be in that pool for a little while longer. It's like, I don't so like you know, I can't get one. Like, I'm going to I'm going to be on the road the next two games.
2: Comedians fear for their lives
6: every week. When the Eagles down 17-0, I'm like, I'm going to be out week one? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a disaster. I mean, I'm, this is one thing I should know. Some,
7: like new SNL cast member Pete Davidson, revel in their victory. I'm I'm really, really fucking excited that I'm still in this fucking pool that Dan Soder got knocked out first round because he doesn't know how to read. And Dan Soder is still a
3: laughing stock.
8: Which, by the way, I'll defend myself on that matter. Why? Because I fucking chose right, dude. I said Green Bay was going to lose because that's what you're supposed to do in a survivor pool. But you know what? I have taken a sweet beating on Twitter because of it.
3: The Ron and Fez Highlander Comedian
0: Football Challenge. There can be only one Pete Davidson is the new Down thing and we found out That They weren't incredibly happy about Pete Giving us a call Everything is supposed to run through NBC Now
3: and they gotta okay every piece of PR right. For every single cast member So
0: they don't want him to hang around with Those scumbags like us <laughs>
3: No, he's on lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> is what I is what I heard. Well, wow. the
0: thing is a big it's a big show now, and they just probably just don't want the cast, you know, acting like they're NFL players where they just say something stupid. You know, we're talking about Highlander today. Scotland votes on whether or not they should jump out of the United Kingdom. I love the idea. Yeah, I think it works.
4: You don't think it's like at this point why.
0: They have a little bit of hometown stuff to be able to be in charge. I honestly... Are I they going have up, their own money? They don't have to, but right, you know, at least at first they would use the English. The pound. Money. Yeah, the pounds.
4: Oh, wait, mm. is it all Euro?
3: Britain's oh. not Euro. Okay. They have the pound. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they want to keep the queen on their money. Every, every Other places in Europe is part of the... Uh, you know all you're...
4: about keeping the queen. What oh. <laughs> the oh. fuck is that? What the fuck? Oh, yeah,
3: No. Every, uh, mainland Europe is uh, the euro. They still got the pound.
0: But you know what I would hate if I was English? If I said to someone, give me a pound, and they're like, I'm broke. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. I really want just want us to put our fists together and act like they're exploding.
3: <laughs> yeah, blow it up, dude. Come yeah. on.
0: But I brought up a couple years ago, I think, anyone in this country that could try it, Texas would be great. They were a country before. Yes. They could break off on their own and do their own thing. And then, obviously, if someone attacked Texas, we would be there. Would just the same way we would be there if someone attacked Canada, we would all pull in together. But you don't need to just sit Wouldn't fucking... Wouldn't you miss the
4: Cowboys? Would they still play? Yeah, they could still play. And it would make it really national. Oh, wait, National Football League. No, what, sorry, never mind.
0: What You're thinking of International Football League. Yeah,
4: in that way. Yeah, it wouldn't that. make it that
0: much, and that's not the reason I think that they would break away. But I think that they, it would be better because you could say, here's our neighborhood and here's the rules we want without everybody else getting met. If they really feel this need to get away from abortion, they could do it in their little place without us liberals pushing our liberal shit all mm. over them.
3: They got plenty of oil money to keep themselves.
0: I don't think there's another state that could do it. I, I don't think
4: Alaska think... could. I really do. Alaska gets Except money from need... us. And they need toilet paper from us.
0: Yeah. I mean if anything else Alaska would probably join Russia so fast everybody would be like, <laughs> what are you doing? I mean Alaska really should be part of Canada to begin with. Sure. You know? I mean that's where they'd be they're more comfortable. But don't you like think it's kind of cooler to be from Canada instead of Connecticut? You know what I mean, oh, like it would be yes. cooler just for people to have their own identity, but maybe California can pull this off. they seem like they you know
5: California should have everything to be able to do it, and yet they're always in a mess
0: and they're financially
4: financially they always
0: <laughs> yeah they're in a struggle all the time over there, I think Texas is big enough and strong enough, and then if they pull it off, then other places, might
4: like, like you know, end. you might even have a
0: reg- region, like the, the Northwest might go, okay, we want to try it, you know. Um, that would be cool for people. I hope Scotland can pull this off. Now, even if they vote for it doesn't mean they're going to be allowed to.
4: What? Then so why vote?
0: Like- well, they, you put it up that we want this to happen, but the government could step in. But to me, once it's on the table and once it's close, this is going to happen. Whether it's this year, five years from now, ten years from now, Scotland is ready to go. Um, here's Justin and Austin. You're on the of Show. I'll tell you what, Ronnie. Us boys
7: here in Texas, we can't wait to get the fuck away from you, Yankees.
0: <laughs> I was I just—I would love it. To tell you the <laughs> truth. And then I think people would be like this: we're taking a vacation to Texas. And it would feel like you Got, were doing we something. Got your passport? Yeah. It would be great. And then you could worry about the border problems with Mexico any way you want it.
4: You know, we, we wouldn't have that. to get concerned about you guys. Yeah. We know you're not going
0: to try to sneak into the country. You guys are cool. We're going to let you in the way we have no problems with Canadians coming over.
4: We love Canadians. Although yeah. I, I think they also have to have a passport
0: to come here. Yeah, but it's no big deal to have no a passport. You know, it's like having one of these things at work. You have it. So what? It's, they even have an easy pass version of it. See? Fez, Fez has the fucking facts, okay? And that's the beauty of it. They have an easy pass version. Easy passport, they call it.
4: Is is that true? Yeah. I believe you.
0: Texas would end well, a lot up lot of people a- work on the other side of the border, both ways. Like there are Canadians that come down to and work in the US and go back to Canada. Ninety percent of Canada lives near the border.
4: How does that work with taxes and stuff like that?
0: The same way that you know, people who live in Jersey pay SETI taxes. If there's but it's money in the whole that, country. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a government. It's not that big of a deal. When they want taxes, they know how to get it from you. You never have to say, The IRS doesn't know how to tax me for this. They do. <laughs> you fucking win a game show and somebody's there, while you're jumping up and down,
4: somebody's handing you a bill Duh. for that fucking car. I am never gonna win anything then.
0: Why? You'll get a fucking...
4: I don't want no IRS in my, my pocket. I lived on the Canadian border in Montana, actually.
0: And uh, how was that?
4: It was great, because they have a lower drinking age. So I would drive over the border. Because you could drive Dead at drunk. 14 and then drive home. <laughs> mm-hmm. was so
0: great. you would be 14... And oh no! Drunk. No, I had
4: to like it was whatever their drinking age was was when I would go over.
0: Their drinking age is eleven.
4: It was that was then. Then yeah, apparently
0: they're like this. You don't drink? Well, you're eleven. You're you starting, better start.
4: Start. You know, people are starting to
0: call you gay. You
3: don't want to be gay, do you, A little Canadian? So anyway,
0: I hope Scotland breaks away, I and hope I, I hope that too. sets up other people to do it. Money. i like to see Rhode
3: Island break off on their own. I think they can pull it off. I think Nebraska's about to break out of this thing. They have all, they have all that shale oil money. It's like, yeah, but no one's going to let them get to the beach, and they're going to go crazy there.
0: <laughs> that would be... I don't think I could live so far away from an ocean. Uh, I think I would start and get antsy.
3: But they just have lakes. They just go to the lake if they want to get I mean, some this is water. Not it's not the same, same thing as an ocean. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying no, it isn't. Oh, yeah,
0: they can fill up their bathtub and sit in that. <laughs> yeah, fucking Nebraska is known for its beautiful lakes. What? Well, uh, learn your goddamn nation's geography.
3: I'm sure there's a couple of nice lakes in Nebraska. You're right in the
0: middle, enjoy. right? Possibly mm, by the star. This is why it's difficult to talk with you. A, you're stupid, and B, you're incredibly angry about it. <laughs> Just be a person <laughs> sitting I, here. I am. A, I'm a dude Look, sitting here having a conversation. Let me tell you what Fez does. If he has the fact, he brings it in. Easy
4: pass. If,
0: if he's not sure, you get silence. Hello, dark-ass, my old friend. Who was the black guy that they were singing to in that song?
4: <laughs> Julio's Julio. From another song? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, it was a theme album. Hey, Dave, what's the big deal? Dave, you there?
7: Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Hey, uh, you were talking about something earlier. So? About, uh, about Monty Python and you were uh, talking about Benny Hill. Okay. Okay. Do you remember back in the day, because you came from the same area I came from, they used to have Benny Hill and Monty Python late night on a channel called 48?
0: Yeah, they were 48.
7: Yeah, the old great entertainer and stuff. That's all. I, yeah, I like uh, the person you have there, Michelle Chick. She sounds kind of nice.
0: Everybody you know? likes Michelle. That's one of the things about Michelle. She comes down and hangs out with us sometimes, and she's the reason, the sole reason, that Unmasked is exploding lately.
4: I wouldn't go that far, but thank exploding. you. Exploding.
0: We've got a couple more to announce coming up oh, after the wait. Andrea Martin. And these are large, giant stars that we're probably going to be leaving the building for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: So come to this Andrea Martin. you get a chance to be at one of the intimate ones. Yeah. And she's great, and we're going to ask her about Saturday Night Live and the
3: movies. And that's happening next SCC. Wednesday yeah, on the 24th, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Right I already
0: here. said I was going. Yeah. I'm going to be the one sitting up front
3: with Well, why didn't everyone else know listening when it's going to happen? Oh, well, you were looking at me. It freaked me out <laughs> for a second. Ron, it's booked for the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming, right? Oh, God, that's disgusting. Like, like actually, like, moving, not shooting. Oh. <laughs> the way you nagged about it.
0: It's like, let me take my time.
4: I don't need the pressure. <laughs> Do you got a magazine?
3: Oh, magazine. That's weird.
4: That's not what you guys do.
0: Well, the thing with a the magazine, they're internet kids now. Well, they oh. don't. They got they can't it. even jack the still
4: Wait, pictures. What are you going to show me on your? Uh, no, on your I'm phone. not
3: showing any. I got Chris. the dot bookmarked. You just go streams. What is yeah, that? Huges
4: Is that a? That's a porn site.
3: Yeah, it's his favorite one. <laughs> and it tells you
1: exactly is it what like it does. Like big women.
0: Just... No, no, you, you like you tube, oh, it's yeah. you jizz, as, oh. bl- as bluntly as possible. Huge <laughs> yeah. just... <laughs> Let me just say this. I don't think that this conversation is for mixed company. Uh, all right. And by that, I mean, if, you know.
4: I am Native natural, American.
0: Yeah,
3: if a Native American comes in here, I don't think we talk about it. A twin sisters casting call, all right?
4: <laughs> what? How is that? Oh. They still
5: do that in movies now, like, say, oh, I found your porn stash to, like, some teenager, but no teenager has a porn stash. Why not? Like,
4: that's the best thing. It's paper.
0: Well, they don't have it anymore. It doesn't exist to them. Everything's on their phones. They sit in their beds and jerk off looking at their phones.
4: I am never giving (laughs) phones to any of my children.
0: You will have to. Mm -mm. They want it.
4: I am the boss of them.
0: I have a nine-year-old nephew now who... Calls and wants to Facetime immediately when wrestling comes on, <laughs> but he can't even stay up that late to watch all of wrestling.
4: Can you watch it the later on UGIST?
0: Yeah, he he wears he watches the rest of it, but for the first hour when it's live, and every week he's excited. I'm like, why do they have phones? Why can't he get in trouble? Because this is long distance, like I would. <laughs> <laughs> my, dad would, my dad would come screaming in. Who made a long distance call a month ago? That's how long it would take. <laughs> like if your girlfriend went on a vacation or something, you had a month to chill before that fucking bill set up. And you know, if you were on the phone with an hour for now, I know oh, why he was mad.
3: Yeah, it's fucking big bucks.
0: Yeah, it would be it would be big cash. And I'd be like, you already got money. I know that. (laughs) You've got a house, a car. You you leave here in a tie. Things seems to be going your way. Um, Here's uh, Matthew in Nebraska. Hey, Matthew. Hey.
7: um, You were talking about Nebraska earlier. I'm actually from Colorado. A lot of people in Nebraska don't want to be in Nebraska. I have to be here because I have to go to school here.
0: Yeah, I mean, Nebraska is one of those places that it seems to you, you know, it kind of feels a little footloose from the outside. You know Are what they I mean? corn huskers? Yeah, they're corn huskers. That's exactly right.
4: But that's their thing. Yeah,
0: they husk, husk corn. corn. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I could see why you'd want to leave.
0: Uh, yeah, you'd want to get out. Like, I want to go somewhere where people aren't constantly talking <laughs> about corn and how much of it you have in silos. I want to, you know what I mean? I don't there's, want to talk about my silo every day.
3: There's other things yeah. you can grow, people. Grain? I think bro so grain there. Oh. No one wants to fucking play football against the grain Huskers,
1: though.
4: <laughs> we were the uh sugar beaters. Really? For real.
0: We were the fighting Amish and um, no one was afraid of us. <laughs>
4: When you'd come up with your buggy?
0: Well, instead of tackling the other team, we shunned them. We would just (laughs) turn our (laughs) (laughs) back. It was nice, really, in a lot of ways. We lost every game, but we built a barn everywhere we went. Always raising barns, those Amish.
4: And someone was always burning them. Who put a fucking barn here?
0: Oh, the Amish were by. You know,
3: the football team. They can put up a barn in 15 minutes. I guess that's impressive. Can't play
4: football. It's, it's really impressive.
3: Yeah, but how, how often do people need barns? I mean, they did last for a long time. How often are they building barns around?
4: Barns! Them? Barns, you
0: executing son of a bitch!
5: Do they have the materials already cut up, or is it like sort of on a cooking show where they already prepared all this, but act like, oh, you can make this
0: meal in ten minutes? Do you really want to <laughs> watch a cooking show when people are dicing? That's all of cooking. Not putting it in a pan. Well, yeah, they make it seem so
5: easy, but when I have to take all the tomatoes and all this stuff out, and <laughs> forget it.
1: Do you hate cooking?
4: Uh, I hate that part, the getting things ready part prepping the prepping Did mm-hmm. you a-
0: actually know what that term oh no you did chris mise en place S- S- mise en place what the, the mise en place that God is bless ev- you. everything you, you do before you you know throw it in the pan how the does mise he know place. that he watches food
3: network all the time yeah constantly really? watch a lot of chopped
0: yeah. wow but i find that now that i got into cooking to be the most stress releasing time of my day like i can't wait for it i can't wait to Mise en place. I can't wait to mise en place. You
4: like that part.
0: Well, I also love cooking. But that part, like by the time you're cooking, you're like, I'm already done. This is just easy enough. But the mise en place, if you you organize it, very, very comforting. Very, very Nice. I put it up with chopping dope, just like I said earlier. When you're fucking sitting there. You needed something to
4: replace that. Yeah,
0: when you're at that moment, you're like, oh, yeah, cut these in the rail. That's a really good feeling.
3: Uniform rails and uniform dices. It's all that matters.
0: I always like to just do it quickly and spread it out long. like, look at that fucking rail. I'll make a rail as long as this fucking table. Let's go. Life is good, isn't it? Now I just worry about the mise en place.
4: I belong, or I subscribe to Cook's Illustrated, which is a magazine.
0: I love Cook's My Illustrated. Favorite. Because they don't have pictures.
4: No, it's and drones. And where are they at? Vermont? They are. It's uh, Christopher...
0: Yeah, I went to see him speak one night.
4: What's his fucking... Kimball. I mm-hmm. love that guy.
0: Yeah. Christopher Kimball. He's... Uh... Well, it's that Vermont thing, right, where they're just really chilled and they get fresh stuff and all that. So, so I, I've never known anyone who doesn't like to cook who likes. That.
4: It's not that I think it's since having to clean up after other people besides. That's just, a,
0: that's a rough thing. The yeah. cleaning up is never enjoyable. I'll right. agree with that. But that's life, isn't it? It really. You know is. what I mean? That's fucking right. life.
4: So when I'm ready to clean up again, I have those magazines.
0: Well, you'll like this. Um, I don't know if we got a book around right now, but Pat LaFrieda is stopping in today. He's the celebrity butcher.
4: He's got. It, he likes meat. It, or-
0: that's the name of his book. Is meat, and any great restaurant. Yeah, I have it in front of me. Okay. Um, has Pat LaFrieda meats there, and uh, he's coming by meat. Everything you need to know is available in stores on Amazon.com. I'm reading this book. It's um, fascinating.
4: Um, is it? Uh, are there recipes, or it's just about
0: the? There's meat? recipes, but also you can look at this thing and you learn how to butcher meat and you understand what parts of the meat to get, you know, and how to pick out like meat. What's a sweet meat? Yeah, I mean, what meat you should use for what dish. Um, it's, it's, Does it talk about crock stuff. pots?
4: Because I like like
0: to do a good crock pot. I'll have to look in the back to see if there's a crock pot part of it. But we know. But this should be great. Um, but the the best cut for a certain meal, most of us don't know that. Most of us don't go and have like a regular butcher. Doug, you're on the Run and Fetish Show.
7: Oh, Ronnie B, still a huge fan of the Blue Apron. Me too. Uh, mise and plots out the yin yang. Boy, yeah. I see it takes you about two hours to make a meal, but I love it to death. You,
0: you don't, you don't do that with Blue Apron. I can make any meal in a half hour with them.
7: That's the best. Yeah, well, you still got to get all the gear out, and you know, I actually bought a whole separate set of uh, little bowls to put all my mise and plots in. I do that and, too. Uh, oh, wow. yeah, nice. love it to death, man. It's yeah, I favorite. love it.
0: Uh, it's it's the best part of. The whole thing for me, and I never cooked in my life until I started to do the Blue Apron, and uh, and now I'm like, all right, how do I expand? I want to make more Asian food on my own. I want to, and then I'm finding out places I can shop. I know where they get their spices from on the Lower East Side, so I'm going to go down there.
4: Brooklyn too for really good spice spices.
0: Well, there there's a place on the Lower East Side that's phenomenal though. My only
7: complaint is that uh, too many grains, uh, too much grain, and not enough for the protein. I do a family of four, and we usually just just have enough.
0: That see that for me would be tough. Like if you had smaller kids with it and all, um, because they make it when you get it, you eat about the same as you would in a restaurant, which is literally less. Not than, enough. That. Yeah, it is enough if you're not like a fucking you know. I if like you want to eat like a human being instead of the way we normally eat. Um, Here is uh, John in Georgia. You're on the Run of Fez show.
7: Hey, guys. uh, I just had a fun fact for you. It was uh, Luke and Owen Wilson's dad who broke Monty Python in the U.S. on uh, Dallas Public Broadcasting.
4: This is mind-blowing to me. That's my favorite new fact ever. Yeah.
0: And now Fez looks like he's fucking bummed with it because he's been the fact king for us the last two days he's had the facts
3: he's a fact man
5: oh. and I had no idea about this one
0: I'll tell you something else about Fez and not a lot of people know this he used to be number one in, pre- in, in wrestling trivia until Sam took that honor away from him but he's still the number one in presidential trivia not any presidential facts like he can't discuss them with you but he will tell you like a little fact about any different president
4: what about Johnson Which one? The one Lady Bird's husband.
0: L.B.J., who she's talking about, Fez. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know the facts as much as I (laughs) thought he did. Lady Bird, what kind of... Go ahead. Uh, known for pulling his beagles up by their their ears. See, he's got that fact. That's a quick fact that he'll give you.
4: That's a good one, too. Like, here's
0: one for you. I don't even know if you know it. Um, The Kennedy... John Kennedy, was shot in the back of his head. No. What?
4: Yeah. Where was this? Down,
0: down in Dallas, uh, the new country of Dallas, Texas.
3: Why haven't I heard about this before then?
0: We try to keep it away from the kids. Uh, and we just told everybody, uh, oh, did you hear the president alert. moved?
4: you need a The president moved button. to
0: France. That's the way they came in and said to the kids, <laughs> the president moved to France. That's We're nice. We're a new yeah. one. Yeah.
4: Don't you fret. Yeah.
1: Great.
0: It wasn't like France. Good mm. for JFK. Just like when after 9-11 they told the kids that um, New York City wanted less shade. And they go, they're trying that to get rid of... So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They said, don't worry about those buildings. They're making tables out of them now. Because sometimes you have to lie to children. I, I agree. How old are your kids?
4: Two and five.
0: See, mine are three and five. And to me, that's the perfect age. Because you can take them... And No, the worst age is coming. Oh. Like 11 to 13. Oh. That's when oh. when kids say stuff like this. Shut up. Or I don't want to go to grandma's. It sucks there.
4: So it's like having a big...
0: Class. It's like having Shelby with you. Oh,
4: Shelby. Shelby's a, at that odd we're, we're age. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shelby's at that odd age. Give us a Clinton presidential fact.
5: Um, wasn't born with the name Clinton.
0: Look at that. What? See, isn't that fun? Yeah, that's, Clinton wasn't his real dad. I had no idea. All you'd have to do is listen to one of his speeches. He always brought up how he tried to f- fight that drunk guy that was banging his mom.
4: I only listened to Daryl Hammond's speeches as Clinton, so...
0: Well, he's the new announcer for Saturday Night Live now.
4: <laughs> spy alert.
0: Mm. Spy spy alert. Look. look at- spy report.
4: Oh, it's report. It's reports. Yeah. It's not alert. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Spy, report. Oh, miss them. spy report. I missed that. Spy report. Now, I got a little spy report for you here. Spy We're- report. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do... A new game only for on-demand listeners.
4: How is that possible?
0: We're working it out now. <laughs> but we are going to try it out with us tonight. Um, on-demand, will have an Easter egg. Now, do you know what an Easter egg is?
4: It's, it's something that the bunny lays.
0: Well, that's it. But in DVDs, an Easter egg would be like a fun little thing that you have to... Fine.
4: Like a fact about the Owen Wilson brothers.
0: That would be perfect. <laughs> so we're going to put something
4: only in the on-demand
0: today, yep. and you'll come back and win a collectible, a signed collectible. So immediately go to on-demand right now. No, no, you don't go right now. It'll be on uh, Thursdays on-demand, which we 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 put up when
3: it'll be up uh, uh, by six o'clock today. Okay,
0: that's so cool. Yeah. So there will be something in there, an Easter egg, and we will tell you how you can win. I got this idea yesterday, and I called up Chris, and I said, could this happen? And he goes, yeah, I, I guess it could happen. And I go, then why don't you think of things
3: like this? And I turned it into a negative. Wow. I felt really bad yeah. on myself all night long. Did you sleep? No. Oh, Chris.
4: Mm. You Look, really need to sleep.
3: Why? That's for weirdos, sleeping through the night. Mm. Spider
0: says, come on, Michelle, nobody can jack to printed material anymore.
3: Yeah, done with it.
0: Yeah. Why?
3: Porn magazine.
0: And then Rose said, the crockpots are just slow microwaves. That's not cooking. Spy alert. Spy (laughs) alert.
8: Spy report. Spy (laughs) report.
0: And uh, Carla adds this. What's that word that you gave me the French term? Miseplas. It means all in place.
3: Nice.
4: Yeah. What's the word again? Mise en, place. Hmm.
3: Mise en place.
4: Why don't they just say prep? We already uh, have a work. Or sous chef. No. Joe
0: wants to explain to Hicks that corn is a grain. Centaurs eat it, and he <laughs> should know that.
3: I've well, Centaurs are mythological creatures, they don't eat anything.
0: Um. Electric Dave wants to know Is Michelle doing a working interview to replace Fez? I know you had uh, trouble with the Twitters yesterday. You snapped at them, Fez.
5: Oh, yeah, just uh, lining up with Paulo against me.
0: I got a wonderful thing from Paulo's co-writer uh, that just went on and on about how much Paulo cares about you, and you got to bridge this, dude. You really do.
5: I have burnt that bridge, and it is cinders, and I don't plan on rebuilding
0: it. Don't say that. Just keep it open. Keep your heart open. Keep that's your all you heart. It's do. for
4: your heart, too. Keep
0: Gratitude it. and trust. Paul Williams. That's the two things that you need, Fez. Gratitude and trust. And handlebar
3: mustaches. What about lashing out angrily? Is that part of it? No
0: that's, that's that your, isn't. no. that's not in there. Yeah. Or like when your temper should be at a three and you take it to a 20. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the person on Twitter that you got the biggest beef with? Um, There's, you don't even the, know, right? You just there's so call many. Them Twitter, you just call them. I see people write nice things about you all the time. I never see that. I just saw one here. Great fact, Fez. Here's another one. I love when Fez brings up presidential facts. Ah, I feel like I'm learning something every day. Hashtag Fez
5: facts. Oh, this is great. This is it's awesome. A Fez fact. Sounds sarcastic to me. Why? I because I don't have trust for them.
4: But what about gratitude?
5: No, I'm not grateful for the comments either.
0: Hmm. Here is uh Jason. Jason, you're on the run of Fez show.
7: Hey Ron, hey Fez, sure up. I'm on Team Fez. Hey Ron, go. I'll always remember where I was when you told me that Kennedy was killed. I I'm just
0: shocked by the news. I, I yeah, I laid that out for it people. Wasn't, it wasn't gentle either. No. He got shot in the back of the head. That's what I would have said if I was Walter Cronkite. I would just come on the news and yelling, uh, the president was shot in the back of the head. I guess we better all watch to see who's behind us. I mean, I don't know where this ends. (laughs) And then I I would just take a gun out and go, if any of those fuckers come around here, I'll fucking waste them. All right, back to cartoons. I'm freaking out!
4: (laughs) (laughs) The president's dead! We have no president! I am so glad you were not. That would have been scary for people. Yeah.
3: So that Oliver Stone movie was actually based on a true story. It wasn't just bullshit like I originally thought.
0: Hmm. Well, no. That was uh, a mise en place. And then I would go like this. Today in Dallas, the president was shot. We have no footage. But here's a shadow puppet. (laughs) Ah, look, honey. It's a beautiful day. in Ah!
4: Ketchup.
0: Yeah. Jack. Jack. Did you ever hear her talk? Frightening. We'd never have a First Lady like that. I never, no,
3: I've never, i never heard Jackie know, like, oh, ah,
4: and Jack. Alexis. Where
0: was she from?
4: Where was she from? First?
3: France or someplace. No wonder it was. France. Uh,
0: Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show.
7: Hey, I wanted to ask you guys if Fez or Ron, if they've been watching any of the Roosevelt uh, document documentary by uh, Ken Burns.
0: Uh, I don't watch Ken Burns because um, it's too slow moving for me. I'll like you stuff don't have
4: fourteen hours. Fast,
0: yeah. I like to get fun facts from Fez. Fun presidential facts. Give us a fun fact, uh, Fez, about Grant. He's buried in the in Grant's tomb. <laughs> See, no one else fucking knows that. You don't want to do the real facts, are you? Tr- kind of holding back some of those.
5: No, well, Grant had uh, jaw cancer that had to be rebuilt. Ooh, see,
0: these are the
4: facts of his Leg.
5: I think that's why he had the beard.
0: Uh, Jeff, you're on the Run of Fez show.
7: Hey, Ron, I, I've had some more news on this Kennedy thing. Apparently, his head actually went back and to the left, so he wasn't shot in the back of the head.
0: I think I know who actually did this. Who? because he went from from back into the left, right? Yeah, back, and into left. back into the left. into the left. Somebody right. had to be in front of him. I think it was the driver. No, I think the driver <laughs> just leaned back with a gun and shot. And then to the left. I think the driver was having an affair with Jackie Kennedy,
4: who's from France.
0: We believe somewhere weird. Because what's your last name, Fez? Bouvier. See, that's Frenchy. That's Frenchy talk. That's a good joke with this fucking chair. You guys got me. Let's say give me a pound, but I know you're all English, and I don't want you to reach <laughs> in and give me a bill.
3: No, I'm old school American. Are you? I think so.
0: You're like Bill the Butcher over there. <laughs> um, here's a Fez fact. Fez saved a pack of matches from the bar the night he met Ron. That's uncomfortable, but that's true. Um, I might kid around, but I always want to be Hashtag Team Fez Hashtag Whatley Posse Hashtag Obey Fez That's from David uh, Andrew Johnson was a fan of bumpkins Fez facts.
4: Oh. What's a bumpkin? Someone who's not
0: <laughs> uh, Fez mounted his father After he realized it went on too long He decided to hate him Hashtag Fez facts. People are saying very nice things about you today, Fez. Very nice. Doesn't it make you feel good?
3: I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> it's a pepper <laughs> on there, too. Properly season it.
4: Is that according to Blue Apron?
0: You're just, just bringing back things that we said 15 <laughs> minutes ago.
1: <laughs> well, that's,
0: that's how I roll. Um, hey, Jordan, you're on the Run of Fez show.
7: Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Hey, Fez, I just wanted to know if you're so good at facts. Can you name all the presidents start to end without looking? Because I can do that.
5: Go, Fez. Uh, Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, uh, Jackson, Quincy Adams. This is where I fell apart. You already said Adams. There was two Adamses.
0: <laughs> Want me to help you out, Fez? Yeah, Do, go. It. Do it, fast.
7: All right. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama. Knew that since the fourth grade. Didn't Didn't
0: you miss,
5: like, the Hardings
0: and the Coolages?
4: There were no Hardings. I did not.
0: How did you even know the Obama stuff in the fourth grade? See, I went for the joke there, but (laughs) I I don't know how you pulled that off. Tommy, in Texas, you're on the run of Fez show.
7: Well, I was just uh, reviewing the footage of the Dallas shooting here. Yeah. And if you look behind the grassy knoll, a young Fez Watley handlebar mustache in the same shirt.
0: That's not true because I saw that footage And Fez was up on a gassy hole that day oh. And that's uh, oh, nasty. That's completely Why do you say nasty when you know that's his thing <laughs> This has got to be A place of just pure acceptance Hot farts I accept Michelle for having children I don't call her Thank breeder you. Thank you You like having kids? No it's too hard, isn't it? It's
4: really, really hard.
0: You know you're ruining their lives. That's I, the hard part. That's,
4: I, I learned from one of them that I am um, recently. So, Is that right? Yes. He screamed it outside a window to me outside.
0: So. <laughs> what exactly did he say?
4: He just said, I hate you. <laughs> and uh, my next door neighbor wouldn't look at me in the eye. <laughs> I was waving, hey, 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 Lynette, what's up?
0: Lynette, don't pay any attention to him. I got him all sugared up. (laughs) Too
4: many cupcakes. I hate you.
3: It's the sugar talking.
0: (laughs) If I think back some of the things I said to my mom, I'd never stop crying because I know that I called her selfish before when it has to be the least selfish person. (laughs) A mother, you know what I mean? They just have nothing of their own. And then you think, I remember doing this like when I was a kid. If I would see people without children, I would think, those poor bastards, they <laughs> missed the joy of childhood. Like, when someone would move into their neighborhood and they didn't have kids, Yeah. first of all, A, I hated them. B, I thought they were creepy. And then C, I would be like, those poor... Never they don't know, know love. the joy. Yeah, they, they don't know the joy. Know of children. I must have just. There must have been just too much for me to think the kids were great in that day. Instead of now, the way I see it, a couple without children can go on vacations oh, and have money. The
4: stuff they can do. They can have yeah. dogs.
0: Oh, the places they'll go. Um. Hey, Tom. You're on the Run-Fest show. Hey,
8: Ron. A uh, big ass card. Five two nine eight.
0: -ah, -ah, -ah. That's old school. Hey, tonight, make sure, since you're old school, go and check the on-demand. We're giving out a big prize for this tomorrow, collectible.
3: There's an Easter egg somewhere in the on-demand. It'll be the on-demand for today. That's Thursday, September 17th. Today's on-demand. Oh, that's great.
8: I certainly will. Ron, I have this great theory about Fez. I think it's a positive thing. Um,
7: You might remember Phil Hartman used to do this routine on Saturday Night Live where he played Ronald Reagan and everybody thought Reagan was this simpering, whimpering old guy and call it Nancy Reagan mommy. And then behind closed doors, he was this kick-ass president who took command. I think that's the way fez really is. He he plays this character on the show, you know, this loser, this guy who has no life, he doesn't like music, he doesn't like everything, he's always having problems. I think he goes home and he's this uber gay and like he's got two uh twinks in the in the closet.
0: Like I would love to believe know. this. I, I like would love this yeah. Is that true? I'm going to I'm going to hope to believe this now.
4: I love that America has yeah. started believing that about Reagan though.
0: Yeah. Well, half of America, though, thinks he was together. You know, like, oh, you know who our greatest president was? Reagan. And they want him to be on money
5: like, now. Like, yeah, what? put him on
0: money. That's <sighs> no, good. Put him on money.
5: Just a quick correction. The on-demand is from today, the 18th. 18th.
0: Oh, oh, good. We well, can do calendar fact.
5: Well, calendar I, fact. I didn't want anyone pulling up the wrong show. <laughs> All right, so he's an asshole. I got it.
3: I it got wrong. the date He wrong. never
0: knows fucking dates, this idiot. <laughs> oh, You're right. Jesus. All right, here's this cool. one. Someone, Aaron Munson, wrote this on the Twitter: "King Kong's dick is wetter than Fez." Hashtag Fez fact. <laughs> and that's dry. I right, Rex once noticed Fez have shower fantasies about Ron. Say no, please say no. Well, just say no. N- n- uh, no. <laughs> See, nothing weird about us. Liz Sets Fire has a Fez fact. Radio was with the most guests to mention not speaking with him. We had that yesterday. We had a guest in for an hour, and Fez was sitting right where he is now, and then he turned to Fez and go like this. At the end of the show, he goes, Fez, I wish I would have had the chance to talk to you. And what did you say back, Fez?
5: Oh, that's okay. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. There something insane like
3: that. So I, Harry was probably as aware that Fess was in the corner the entire time, just waiting for him to say something. I'm yeah, like, if, for him to say that at the end of the th- he was hour. a
0: little creeped out. Yeah. because some people think if you don't talk, you don't like them. You know, I used to believe that. Yeah. Now I just think he's waiting for a fact right. to
3: bring in. You know, Shelby has it isolated from yesterday. From the... Oh
0: yeah, I'd love to hear oh, the unkind nice to work. Uh, we got to wrap this up? It was great meeting you. <laughs> yeah, dude. it was really nice to yeah. meet yeah. you, but I'm sorry we didn't
5: get to talk more. Oh, I'm good. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh, did that roll around in your fucking head all night? Oh yeah, it was rolling around when I was saying it. You hear the stuttering before it?
0: I have to get rid of this fucking chair. I'll just fucking stand up during the show. I cannot stand that chair. Um, let's go over here to. Uh, Let's go to Richie in New York. Richie, you're on the run and Fez show.
7: Hey, Ron, million bucks. Hey. Hey, uh, good to hear uh, Fez more today. I was missing him the past couple of months, but I did have a trivia question for him or a fun fact. Did he know that Shelby's got six and a half inches?
1: Uh, All right. Look,
0: Fez studied the presidential facts. Well, I did know somebody that was probably as good as him, Stalker Patty, also. Follows along with presidential facts. I didn't
3: know she was such a big girl. Yes. Uh...
0: Well, I do like weird facts. Oh, like that, okay. That's my thing. I collect weird facts.
4: About other people?
0: Yeah. I've always been curious why people like to know facts rather than the subject at hand. You know what I mean? Like, I would think if you were interested in something, you would study it and be able to discuss it. But some people just like the fact. To isolate it. Yeah, they just like an isolated fact and leave it at that.
3: And I find that part fascinating. I think mean, that's because of school. Because school has, like, te- the testing is learning facts. Learning the facts, and that's it. Yeah, and then, right, right, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just, right, this is the answer of a date of whatever war.
0: But see, now with Google, you can go in and read um, uh, just tremendous amounts of material about a subject. If you're you're driving along and you think, hey, what, you know... What happened back then? You could spend the next two days just obsessing upon it, as if you were living in a library.
3: It's cra- like after every movie or every anything you f- hear about that you don't know about, just go find a Wikipedia, all the references. Right,
0: now, the new thing that annoys me is be watching a movie with somebody with a phone, and then they look it up, and they start saying to you, you know, this guy was also in, you are like...
4: <laughs> I, I, I'm guilty of that.
0: I'll say 90% of the world is guilty of that now. And I'm like, but we're watching a movie. Right,
4: I like This no. isn't fun facts. No, but No, Clint crazy. How, Howard was in a... Yeah. Whatever. He does a lot well, of stuff. Well,
0: he's the best.
4: He's around.
0: Seriously, if there's anyone that we should spend our time thinking about, it's Clint Howard. I love that guy. Me too. Me too fucking two. Um, Gino Bisconte just wrote, Daddy is up on the iBang with four NFL picks. Talking tonight's Tampa Bay versus uh, Atlanta. And hashtag Adrian Peterson. Gino Bisconte, he gives us the picks every week.
3: Now. Yeah, they're you, sexy, too. 4-0 oh first week, 2-2 two two second week, 6-2 in the season. That's, that's strong. Amazing. That's fucking that's
0: bank. Seriously, that's quite your day job time. That's your life is perfect.
3: Listen to Daddy's picks. I guess.
0: Uh, David says Fez is the puppet master. I imagine during breaks he smacks Ron in the back of the head for messing up a joke he wrote for him.
4: Better than blowing his
0: head up. Here's an Edwin fun fact. Fez takes things with a grain of salt. Fez fact.
5: Fuck all you Twitter responders. <laughs>
0: That made you jump up.
5: I had, it's just so fucking loud. No one knows how to do levels around here. Ooh! That's shit. not on me, it's on shit. Shelby. I love it's it. I yeah.
3: didn't say you. He was looking in my direction you when said he You no
0: one. You could have said Shelby, but <laughs> saying no one <laughs> means you gave both these assholes a SmackDown. I didn't know where it came from. You don't have to backtrack. You fucking nailed them. Don't backtrack and act like you didn't. You don't know where it came from. Love that. You got these pricks. Shelby's making levels. me
1: look like
3: an asshole. This is fuck. Fuck you, Shelby. You wow. didn't even
0: have her mic turned on. I'd... I didn't even think of it until Fez said that thing. Yeah. Then you don't have your fucking replay ready to go. You're a shit producer. Fez is right. No, he's not right. Everything's coming together now. Nothing. You got
5: us both with a magic bullet there.
4: That's a that's a vibrator. Uh, Rich in uh, Michigan.
0: <laughs> You're on the run of Fez show. Rich! 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 Yeah, Laurie. Is Peter here? Uh, Kevin, South Carolina.
7: Hey, Fezzy's smoke detector is still chirping. Hashtag Fezback.
0: That's what I knew Fez was... Completely mad because I would go crazy if I heard my smoke detector twice. That would make yeah, it I would go fucking shit.
3: crazy. That's like torture.
0: This that's I had it happen in a hotel room in the middle of the night, and I told the desk clerk, I said, I'm going to come down there and beat you with the phone, and then choke you to death with it. Oh, fix, yeah, I, I I went out of my mind that yeah. quickly because I heard a chirp. At first, I looked around like there was a cricket <laughs> in my hotel room.
4: I thought um, that it was coming from our next door neighbor's house, so I. I t- I got them over and I was like, You you gotta fix it and it was in my um attic.
0: One time when I was younger I I got a uh Christmas tree and I sat it on the back porch for like a day or two and then I brought it in and there was a fucking cricket in it. It, oh, was it. stopped making noise at night and I went fucking crazy. Did you bring it? I took the, no, I took the whole fucking tree up just <laughs> started beating it on the driveway <laughs> until any kind of insects would fall out of it. All right, let's hear let's hear the Fez thing and see if you can work the levels properly now. Fuck all you Twitter responders! Why did you yell that, fuss? Without knowing specifically who you were mad at?
5: Well, it was it was just a barrage of Twitter responders all at once coming after me over Paul O. Fuck all you Twitter responders! A okay, hot yeah, there.
4: Um. Did you start watching football again?
3: No. Sure he did. He's not telling you. <laughs> if you're going to watch the Bucks tonight. That's your team. Against the Falcons? Come on. You got to. They're all time twelve and twelve. So this is the, this is the one that's going to make sure who's the fucking greatest football team.
1: They already. <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow! I want. I, I am so excited to see this game. Thursday night football. I can't football. wait for the commercials. Yeah. I mean, last night I felt bad because Beast Mode Cowboy was sent home. Oh but no! I'll be able to get by this now. I just hope Victoria wins it all. Um. David, you're on the run of Fez show.
7: Hey, Ronnie, the word is that Shelby be He the the note saying, Fez, nice talking to
0: you. <sighs> I don't know. I can't tell you. Richard, you're on the run of Fez show.
7: Hey, Ronnie. Sorry about earlier. My call got dropped. Ah, well,
0: those <laughs> things happen, Rich.
7: <laughs> All right. I'm okay, just going to but... I was just going to ask Michelle what
0: she does now that didn't Damien ain't around there in the market. I think they got ready him with that, didn't they? Um, yes, they both s- tweeted some things. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michelle's job is all over the place. It's very, her. very exciting. And One of the things that she's done, she has taken over Unmasked for us. And for the first time ever, I believe Unmasked is getting the love and attention. That it deserves. Well, it's,
4: it's the best around.
0: Now, what i, I yeah, now, said that twice today. Well, now I'm actually hearing it from people who matter. they like, romance well, is the best around.
4: Do they sing the song, too? Yeah.
0: Simply the best. Uh, but I'm worried that you'll bore of it and go off and start doing other things. No. Because you're a troubleshooter.
4: I, 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 I identify trouble, and then yeah. I shoot it. Trouble, trouble. Um.
0: Here is uh, Let's go over here to Jamie You're on the Running Fest show
9: Hey Ronnie Hey Hey Fezzy. Hey I uh, was just listening to that Chris Gethard Unmasked And I wanted to call in about it um, I know I'm a couple of days Behind listening to you guys on That's audible. okay um, So I Cast in In a sort of a Tito's Moment Moved to Los Angeles to be a writer, and I've got a public access
0: show. Jamie, I remember you calling before. You do?
9: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't remember that.
0: I thought you called during a Tito's moment.
9: No, that wasn't me. I tried, actually.
0: Oh, I don't know why I, I thought so. Right, Jamie, what's the name of your uh, public access show?
9: It's called Hawkeye Tonight uh-huh. with your host, Jamie
0: Hawkeye. Do 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 do. So good, isn't it? So yeah, the s- lyrics though. See, I got to make some moves here. He struggles in that spot. You guys don't know the levels. I got everybody in the wrong thing. All right, we had talked about this earlier, and we're thinking about putting clocks in that position. Let me hear his theme song. The only intern with a theme song.
1: Ever?
0: Yeah. Wow. All right, that's a little bit of her show right there. Why don't you hit that clip and we'll just take a listen. <sighs> cool theme song.
2: Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Turn the bass up just a little bit.
1: Good. I'll bring the drums in.
9: and it will be a calling card of sorts for other shows that's what i've been told but this is the way you showcase your skills and your experience extensive experience extensive history in broadcast
0: well, first of all your dynamic on tv jamie
9: oh thank you ronnie this is sort of a character that i'm doing and i gotta say i've had the best time doing this. I can't imagine doing something
0: more fun. Michelle, you used to do some sketch work in your life, didn't you? A little
4: tiny yeah. bit. Oh, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle yeah, did too. Were you on stage with dead. it? Um, I, I mostly did improv, but yeah. I have written some sketches.
0: Chris is doing a, a <laughs> piece right now. It's called The Man Who Does It No Levels. And it's fun because <laughs> it'll come in really loud and then far too low. But then... When he goes, I know levels. People go, well, we weren't talking about you. It's a character oh. We met someone else. Working to, to stop it. I, to you know, to stop it. But yeah, that's the important thing about character pieces. You know,
4: you just gotta have levels.
0: Yeah, you got. You gotta, well, you, you gotta just enjoy it. It's gotta work on different levels. Right. You know, more or less.
9: Levels. It's all about the levels. Yeah. Well, the show is actually improv. It's, uh, what I do is I introduce the guests, and they don't know. They're an improv performer, and they don't know who they are until
4: they come on. So See,
0: That's, sort of that's the what you like, They get
4: suggestions. Yeah.
0: I used to do the thing. Which I
4: guess are demands, actually.
0: Yeah. And I always used to, uh, yeah, I would bring out my next guest, and I would bring a young lady, and i go, and this is the woman who's going to blow me. And that would <laughs> wow. always be my go-to bit. <laughs> Because that
4: you are a true improviser. Well see
0: the thing is, what's the funniest thing in the world? A dick joke. You gotta start with it. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> you can only go up. Yeah. You Ronnie Ronnie, can I use that?
0: It. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You might want to say eat me, but that's your thing. Jamie, I'm gonna start watching this every day. Thank
9: you so much. It's Hawkeye Tonight with your host Annie Hawk. I uh, love you guys.
0: All right, thank you so much. I like your glasses. Thank you. Uh, not, not I call yours. them cheaters. No, I was talking to. Uh, Jamie. Beale? Beal! You're on the Run a show. It's a big ass card holder. 29,875, my buddy.
1: Pooah! Pooah!
7: Ronnie B., are you still down with Cody? I told you months ago Derek
0: was the man. I think, I, well, I told you Cody's the only guy that can steal it. And I don't think Derek is a slam dunk if he takes Cody. And also, I have this prediction. Cody could still stab Derek in the back. They're giving him time to think. Uh, he'll probably win HOH, and if he doesn't take Derek, I will not stop laughing.
7: Oh, yeah.
0: But I Suppose told you that- Cody was a dark horse.
7: Yeah. Suppose that net wins uh, HOH. She takes Derek, and it's game
0: over, huh? Yeah. I would love for her to win just something at the end. It would be so funny. <laughs> Uh, I, I think Derek would make a mistake to to go into it with uh, Cody, though, and not Victoria. Victoria's money in the bank. You leaving, buddy? Yeah, I got to go. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you at that meeting later. Yeah. Okay. There goes Michelle, everybody. Play, Bye, her, Michelle. play her music.
4: Tell me about
2: Polk. Yeah. First, I'm going to let it go. Let
4: it go. I don't give a shit anymore. Let it go. Let it go. You call me a dumb cunt or whore.
1: I don't care what your dumb fans say on your message board.
4: I'm less of a bitch than Fez, anyway. Let it go! Let it go!
0: There she goes. Thanks, Bill.
7: Alright, peace,
0: buddy. See you, pal. <laughs> Some people don't watch The Big Brother. I, I watch it every summer. Um, here's one that says, Fez, little fun fact, Fez does a crush on Crazy Jen. Um, Lurch said, why don't you use the beginning of Pink Floyd's time for a for, uh, clock's theme? That's pretty funny. Fez was just named head producer on the Ron and Pepper show.
5: Fuck all you Twitter responders. Perfect levels. That was low.
0: But it do. Um, here is uh, Hunter. Hunter in Maine. You're on the run of Fez show.
10: Hey, guys. I got a Fez fact. When Fez, Fez, Fez is
7: fact. absent or silent, he's still much funnier than that worm, Shelby.
0: Shelby actually doesn't want to be in the big room. Shelby surprised me.
3: He requested Begged. Pleaded.
0: Shelby used to, although I saw that he came up with a couple of drops, so I give him credit for that. Oh, this fucking chair is terrible, too. Let's take mine. I just want to have my chair. I don't want to take anyone else's, Chris. I just want my fucking cigarettes, Nurse ratchet. I want my cigarettes.
3: I don't even know what this chair usually is and would be in your spot. I should have a different chair. I don't know. It's weird.
0: I know. I ask for stuff and then I don't hear back from anybody. That's the fun thing. Last night I even emailed, saw that they opened the email and didn't get a response. That's odd. (sighs) Speaking of which, could you uh, send that stuff to Z-Man? Yeah, Yeah, I'll send that information. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. So anyway, Pat Lafriede is coming in today. To talk a little meat with us. You ever grill at all?
3: Never. I never really grill. I'll go to barbecues, but I, I myself never grill. Cooks like meat at home. You would love it. You would love
0: just cooking over fire. Yeah. It's fucking. It's so great. It's so relaxing.
3: Never really had a ba- Like I never. I never had actually a backyard. Know. You know. You know. I know, but you go upstate. Then someone else is always grilling, and I'm like, I'm not going to just impart myself on the grill
0: impart myself? That, doesn't <laughs> fucking, that, That's, that, that was doesn't the wrong n- word. It's not our language. <laughs> it's something completely different than our language. Hey, an Easter egg, your chance to win. And why wouldn't you want to win? Uh, just go to On Demand and listen. Um, I was planning on calling him tonight during the game. And here he is now, Brooklyn Blowhard. Hey, Hey, Blowhard. Yes, sir. I was planning on giving you a buzz tonight during the game. How you doing? Yeah, I'm
10: still in the hospital. Still there, huh? Uh, yeah, diabetic uh, foot foot, in, foot injury again, a diabetic foot wound, and uh, had a little surgery, and going uh, to send me to rehab for a couple of weeks after this. So I can't hear the show. I miss you guys. Just wanted to say hi. Uh, you doing okay though? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. You know, it, it could go either way. Either I'll be coming back doing river dance with you or I'll be at uh, a one-legged tap dancer from Brooklyn. I don't know what's going on, but we'll just see what happens. I've been in the hospital for over a week, and it's like time to ship me off to a rehab center for a couple of weeks.
0: I'm just oh. saying no, no, no.
10: Oh, please. It's just a, just a strange experience. It's just... Uh... I just had a beautiful, beautiful girl walk in. She looked like a model. And I said, "Uh, who are you? And she said, I'm a volunteer. I am a companion, big Russian girl. And I was like, you're my companion? And she says, I volunteer. I talk to people in the hospital. I swear to God, I thought somebody bought me a hooker.
0: Yeah, let's talk about my
10: dick. (laughs) I mean she was beautiful and she's just like volunteer, volunteer for you and she just but it's been it's been a rough haul, you know, they gotta watch the diabetes and you gotta you know, the sugar disease and but like I said, I, I, I can't hear the sh- I miss you guys and I'm just um uh, watching really bad reruns of Law and Order back to back. That's what they really offer this, you know, place this bad basic cable. But I I will be watching the game tonight. All
0: right, buddy, enjoy, okay? We're thinking about you, pal.
10: Yeah, and I miss you guys, and hopefully uh, things will work out, and I'll, I'll definitely be in touch, bro.
0: All right, talk to you soon. KK, uh,
10: God bless.
3: God bless the blowhard. Godspeed to his foot. That's a good thing, right? Godspeed. I don't know why you say Godspeed to it. So did speed to make it better?
0: Doesn't exactly make it better. Oh. Um, clocks in. Have a seat, Clarks.
3: Really, with the Coldplay? I'm not sure I'd have Floyd than Coldplay.
0: All right, take care, Clucks. Thanks for stopping by. Be
3: See class. you later. Back into the booth. Back in the, well, the booth. Yeah. Your mic's off. Back in the booth. Yeah. Go. 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 Um,
0: hey, Joey, you're on the of Fed yeah. show.
7: Ronnie, what's up, dude? Hey. No spoiler alerts for Big Brother. I gave up my whole summer for the show. You just told me last night what
0: happened. You should be watching on the fucking feeds anyway. Oh, come on. When I'm telling you, it took place a week ago. No, it didn't. Yeah. Listen, I'm still living in 1998, brother. You got to get out of it, dude. Here's a spoiler alert. It's fucking 2014, okay? We have computers as phones. It's fucking hammer time.
3: Streaming pornography wherever I go, okay? I'll get the feeds right now on this phone. There's apps for shit now, bro. Who's the other guy we got? We got Big Easy. Big
0: Easy, send Big Easy
3: in. Big Easy, get in here. What's his theme song? He does not have one yet. Give him clocks. You're clocks now, Big Easy. You're a fucking huge Coldplay fan. Maybe he get yellow. Big Easy, how
0: you doing?
3: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right.
0: There's a thought. We need somebody to come in here and run the computer during the show. But somebody who doesn't bitch about everything that we have. Now, your name initially came up. Shelby gave it. I thought clock's because he's a little more outgoing. But you see how negative he is, right?
5: Yeah, Yeah, you complain about a song. Yeah, I mean,
0: what's (laughs) the fucking shit, right? So um, let's put you over there in front of the computer. And whenever you hear us bringing up stuff... You just bring it up on the computer. All right, cool. All right? All right yeah. And then if I say Big Easy, I got a question for you. Boom. All right. You yeah. look it up. All right, cool. And that's how you get to be, uh, you know, that's how you get to be a mic. get some. Yeah. yeah. You go get some for yourself. Get up there, Fez. Get the ease in.
3: Ease in Big Easy.
0: Yeah. Now where do I put Fezzy? I got him off that. Shelby took him off the other one. You took him off that fucking board. I don't know what to do here. But that clocks, so I don't say it, you know?
3: Why, why every, every time he's come in studio, he's had a, had a bitch, had a, has a fucking axe to grind. Yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> come on, know. man. Instead of saying, I just got some mic time, oh my God, you're giving me a theme song.
3: National okay. radio show. Yeah, I wish I had a theme song.
0: It's coming your way. Don't worry about it, Ease. I don't even know if I like the name Big Easy for you. That seems like a stupid name.
11: <laughs> well, if you could think about anything else. What else do I'll you
0: think. like, uh, what else do you like to do?
8: Um, I play video games. I watch sports and just hang
0: out. Holy shit. Video games and sports. This guy's so unusual <laughs> for <laughs> young Madden. Spoiled sports yeah. video games.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Madden? Yeah, I haven't bought a Madden in a while. But yeah. oh, FIFA?
0: I was, I was actually thinking about getting Madden this week.
3: You should you definitely do. You well, they
0: it. did that thing where some of the players were tiny. Yeah, they were a foot, uh, a yeah, foot it tall. Yeah, freaked me out. <laughs> you see that?
3: That's hot. Yeah. yeah. I like that.
0: There's pictures. Go over the eye bang. Put up Madden there. But when I saw that, it... Fucking um, freak me. Ed Rooney wrote this. Our father, up in heaven, (laughs) Godspeed, up, healing Blowhard's foot.
3: That makes sense to me.
0: Spider says, fun fact, Fez was so mean, he won't shot a man just for snoring. Edwin said, Michelle is less of a bitch than Fez anyway. David says, Fez fact, always bring a centerpiece. I got and clicked and I can see it from here is... This fucking freaks me. Freaks me.
5: Yeah, I'll just give a little forward so you can... Oh, there it is.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know why you find that funny. I find it fucking frightening. I
5: love it. You guys run over right now. I just (laughs) think it could
0: end up happening in life. Tiny players is the scariest fucking thing ever.
3: They used to do that stuff in video games like back in the day, like Super Nintendo. Well, they're bringing it back.
8: I think it was a glitch, but. No. F- oh, really?
5: You,
0: you can really f- do that? Wow. Yeah, they do it for real. <laughs> um, oh, you know what I want to play before we go to break? This is from Tomorrow's Unmasked, and this was Chris Stanley's favorite fucking thing in the Unmasked. We found out uh, where fish sticks came from which where would you put this on the south park um
3: joke thing oh top 5 all time out of all 15 years i would agree years. with i it's would agree the kanye west gay fish episode yeah, which just so fucking funny <laughs> it was good
1: yeah
0: now the thing about it is he gave us a backstory of how it was written fascinating this is going to be up on the i bang and we're playing the whole thing tomorrow but Give a listen to this it's a gay fish.
12: <laughs> I relate to when you work when I work with Trey Parker and it feels like his whole reputation hangs on every single joke. Mm-hmm. And I'm like and I would watch him going like this is why this show is so good. You know, because yeah. I go, You have every reason to just literally be like like Book of Mormon and South Park. You created two of the funniest things of this century, you know. And we're talking about uh, the Game of Thrones episodes, and he's banging his head against the wall, going like, "This isn't working. This isn't funny. What is your fault?" You know, it's it's always a struggle. And I go, "Oh yeah, that's like that anxiety. You you need that. It's a good engine." Yeah,
0: look what Trey does too. Then he'll put himself in in the next thing that is just. A ridiculous chance to take oh, we're gonna do this with puppets and you know we're gonna take is we're gonna make it
12: as hard as we possibly yeah. can yeah <laughs> but seeing it through yeah believing in it he's i this sounds so pretentious but it's true. He is they're like artists you know yeah. they're like someone who goes this is what i believe in this is what i think um uh this uh this means everything to me it's like an extension of me and this is uh and uh, uh, and and you put all of yourself into it. You put yourself a hundred percent into everything. Every joke at South Park, both he and Matt are putting all their they're being into it and i can tell you from working or knowing people work with other people you get a bit of success and you kind of delegate sure go, i want to go sleep and i don't yeah. blame them it's like i worked for 10 years can i just relax and you run the show now and i'll kind of oversee it and i that's not a disparaging thing i get it but when people say How is south park still so funny it's because those guys they're treating it like it's the first show every week.
0: How did you get in with them? Because it it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people in that circle.
12: Um, I became friends with Matt Stone um, and I was shooting a movie in Vancouver and I, and he goes, Oh, what are you doing? And I'm about to wrap this movie in Vancouver. Uh, Ninth Museum 2. Anyone? <laughs> no. Um, I was General Custer. No one? Uh, I wasn't on the poster. Uh, no. Uh, but, uh, uh, so, uh, I was shooting that movie and he said, Well, you know, we're doing a writer's retreat and they do these things where they get together and they go to a different city to get away from their wives and the kids and stuff and they go to a hotel a nice hotel and every morning you wake up you have breakfast and you talk about south park and then you go and you visit whatever's in that city you go on like a little dumb tour thing and then you come back and you work on south park and then have dinner and then you go home and it's it's a dream and uh so he said you should come on the writer's retreat it's me and uh trey and uh this very funny woman named Erica Rivenoya and a Vernon Chapman, who's one of the funniest human beings on the planet, and um, so we all went, and I went and hung out with these guys, and we went to this thing. It was a, it was called a fish, a salmon ladder, where you watch the salmon like go up, and we and Trey like took us kind of like a dad, and he's reading the brochure and he's like, "This is really interesting, guys," like, and we're watching the salmon ladder and we're kind of like, "Oh, this is funny." And uh and I'm like, "Well, this is interesting." And uh and then Matt was like, "What if one of the salmon was like evil carnival and he was just on a big motorcycle was just like" Aah! And we all started laughing. And then and then someone was like, "Yeah, he's got a big dick." And I go, oh, "Yeah, he's a fish dick." And then and then someone went, fish dicks? And I go, No, no, fish dick. <laughs> what do you mean fish dicks? Like you put it in your mouth, like you eat fish dicks. And I was like, no no fish dick. <laughs> and then Trey went, No one's ever made that joke before and he's like googling it. Someone's had to make that's the dumbest joke. Fish dick, fish dicks no one had made the joke before and then that turned into an episode about Kanye West being yeah. a gay fish <laughs> and that's how episodes were made and I'm like wow that's how it happens that, it's like you're kind of just fucking around and then <laughs> and then you come up with a great episode that's
0: how Kanye's nightmare started yeah
12: People, about him being a gay fish yeah, but, I am not a gay fish because we had because it came about it was like who doesn't have a sense of humor about themselves and then it's was like who, who who would not get the joke you know yeah. Uh, and it was Kanye West and then we had uh, Vernon Chapman this is why Vernon Chapman is so funny is we go okay so Cartman comes up with a joke are you a gay fish and everyone gets a joke except Kanye West so he has a press conference going I am not a gay fish I'm not a gay fish and, uh, and then his guys come to him and say hey we found the guy who came up with the joke um, we're gonna beat him up and they go okay so they found Cartman and Vernon and Chapman went like, what if they found Carlos Mancia
1: cause he steals jokes <laughs> (laughs)
12: So we did the whole scene with Carlos Mencio and they're beating him up and he's like my dick don't work man. (laughs) This is the funniest thing in the world.
0: Bum, 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 bum. We do a show, it's called Bum, Bum, Bum. So that fish sticks thing was your favorite thing in the whole world.
3: It was amazing. I love hearing behind the scenes South Park stuff. It's why I love the documentary so much, the uh, Six Days to Air.
0: I was a big fan of that. And you know, I didn't know that Bill Hader had anything to do. Me neither. Yeah. Now I saw this, Bill is going to host this year. Amazing. On Saturday Night Live. These are all the kind of facts we need. It's you coming know? up
3: hater around here. Hater, more like lover.
0: <laughs> uh, your chance to win. We're going to try a new contest today. You go to the on demand and look for the Easter egg. The Easter egg. We're going to leave a clue and tell you how you can win.
3: Insert somewhere inside today's on demand. When it goes when today's show goes up on demand. Uh huh. That's what you listen to. Find the Easter egg, win. It's exciting. It's fucking really cool. Yeah. You're doing it. You're searching. You're listening. You're having a good time.
0: Yeah. I got it. I understand the whole thing. You're looking well, for Well, I'll tell you how he came up with the idea. I'm going to give you like a Bill Hader behind the scenes here. A, a listener wrote to me and said, I listen on demand. Can I have a prize? And I'm like, well, that's, I never get the, ri- can you just give me a prize? And I'm like, well, that's fucking rude. But then I thought to myself, I said, "Ron." What if there was a prize for the on demand listeners? I'm going to give Chris a call. And that's when I asked you if we could put in an Easter egg. Yeah. Do you remember what you said to me? Oh.
3: I didn't think you'd say that on the air. Oh. I mean, uh, you called me by surprise. Like, I saw Ron's calling. Holy shit.
0: Coming up in just a few moments, Pat Lafrita will be here. If. Uh, this guy is basically the celebrity butcher. Uh, for New York. Um, at Pat LaFrieda is his place. Maybe we'll even do a first responders for Pat. We'll give out a prize there. because so He's got this fantastic book, Meat, Everything You Need to Know. It's available in stores and on Amazon.com and LaFrieda.com for more information. Um, but anyway, he's. I love finding out about food, where to get it, how to prepare it, And then the other thing, and this is, you know, Pat LaFrida is like Tito for me. I love that family business that becomes big. You know, one guy going, I I care about quality first. How can I make something great? And this organization runs so well that all the celebrity chefs, all the chefs that you see on the Food Network go to Pat LaFrida for great meat.
3: They swear by it. They swear by his blends.
0: Well, I had to figure out that when I, you know when I was younger of like why can't my barbecue steak taste as good as, uh, as a real steak and I'm not going to lie to you here I was not buying the best meat I had a, an idea there what's that less the less you pay the <laughs> I, more meat I'd be able to get I'm still going by that Yeah, that's, that means you'll never make it you'll never make the good stuff you got to get the good shit you know that from weed yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You can bo- you can buy more more bad weed, <laughs> but it's better to have good weed.
3: This weed's brown, but I have a ton of it. <laughs> it doesn't get me that high, but I'm smoking it constantly. All right, now I'm, now that's making sense. That's getting through my head. Uh, I Want that hydroponic steak? Um, someone said, "How will you know the Easter
0: egg when you hear it? Is it a secret word? Will it be obvious today?" You will see that it will be obvious. So we're going to tweak the game with you, the listeners, as we go along. Now, here's what's funny to me. A lot of people who listen on demand are going to hear a lot of this <laughs> after the Easter egg has already appeared, probably. Yeah. That's the that's the crazy world that we're living in. It's a dream inside a dream.
3: Inception. It's audio inception.
0: Oh, Pat LaFrieda, um, his next, his book, and it's a, it's really a gorgeous book. It's called Meat. Everything you need to know. It's available in stores and uh, Amazon.com. You're going to see the best cuts of meat and how to buy it. But there's also tons of pictures of food. Um, you know, for people around the country who don't know the magic of a good bourgeois. I feel sorry for you, but you can get started now. It's a delicious. Food to have, but I found out when you get away from the Italians in the Northeast, yeah. it's it's harder to find. People don't know it. At Pat Lafrida, uh, Lafrida.com for more information. Let's bring in um, the man that uh, everybody trusts as a butcher, Pat Lafrida.
10: Trapped beef like a
9: raisin, a made egg, tongue with a of taste. I was born in Texas, the land of beef, but never cared about the green, join the hell like meat. I'm a
2: meat man. i meat man.
9: I've been down to Macon, Georgia, ate the bird up a Georgia peach.
0: He is America's most celebrated butcher. And he's written a book called Meat Everything You Need to Know, Pat Lafrida. Pat, good to see you again, buddy. Good to see you, pal. First of all, congratulations for this book because, you know, there's great recipes and stuff in it, but it's also beautiful pictures. Yeah, stunning shots in this. We,
8: we spend a lot of time on that, on that and, and, photography of raw meat is very difficult the the, the colors never come out correct so um we spend a lot of time in color correction and actually getting the right lights to to uh, portray it correctly because first and foremost this was a meat guide Mm -hmm. and um as we dove into that we said you know what we really need some great recipes also you know um historic recipes for our family and some recipes from chefs that you know we've been eating these dishes for our, you know our entire lives and um but as far as the photography goes we put a lot of emphasis on
0: that well uh you bring up family it's always a family history told through food too isn't it? i mean you'll know someone's family and what's important to them the way they treat their food it's true.
8: And my fondest memories of my family and my grandfather, the original Pat Lafrida, were in his basement in Brooklyn mm-hmm. on Bay Parkway, um as he let me help him tie brujols and and um make fresh hams and um in between meals. So it was kind of like um we would eat a full meal. Mm-hmm. The men would all play cards as the women had coffee in the other room. And then a few hours later, we'd be hungry again. And that's when the fresh ham would come out. We'd make, uh, fresh, fresh ham pork sandwiches on Jewish rye like that at midnight. Yeah. You know, and then go back to cards again. So, you know, that, that type of family history and getting together and, and the banter and verbal abuse that we gave each other to the point where we would laugh ourselves off our seat like that mm-hmm. that's what what i miss most about um those days and we try to keep the tradition that tradition going and that's one of the reasons to give a lot of these recipes large format meals because to us our favorite meals of the year are during the holidays with family
0: yeah well, our family used to, you know, Sundays were very, very big for people to come over. Also, I remember people being dressed up, that the older people would come in in suits right. and, you know, dress to the nines. And when you think about that, just doing it for each other, you know, but it it gave things like a little more of an occasion. And those are where, believe it or not, our memories come from. If you think back to your childhood, those those things are going to stick with you more than any anything else. Um, you brought up the fact that you've been, your, your family uh, have but, uh, done butchering, and yet you teach us in here how to cut this up yourself, whether it's... Uh, yes,
8: because what we find is that there's just a lack of knowledge of where different cuts are. I'm asked the same questions over and over again. Even by... Established chefs that have gone through the culinary institutes don't know that the pork butt is from the front shoulder of the animal instead of the actual butt uh-huh. like from the from the from the rear. Just simple questions like that, all the way to is Australian lamb better than domestic? Like, I really feel that that knowledge is not out there, and I put that all into this book. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I answered. Every question that's been asked to me asked of me
0: in like in the last twenty years. Well, um, generations before people were closer to food, probably in the last sixty years, it was the first time in history we didn't know where food came from. Right. And now we're shaking that off and getting back into it, where people are thinking to themselves, I I wanna be connected to the food. Being a butcher, it's always been there for you.
8: Yeah, it's always been there because we know where our meat is from. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for us. When I was 10 years old and and on my days off, I'd go work with my dad. The big treat was that he'd reach into the chopped beef machine and pull out some raw chopped beef Mm -hmm. at 30 degrees and, you know, a little sprinkle of salt. And that was a little snack. Um that's because we we had traceability, we knew where our meat was mm-hmm. was from um whereas you know restaurants, let alone the general public, didn't really care. Yeah. They want to know price and quality that was it, so yes, I think in the last fifteen years there's been a huge demand to know where your meat is from, and I think it's an important topic because we all want to feel good about what we're eating whatever whatever we're eating and The idea that we know more about the clothes that we wear than what fucking country the meat's from—it's amazing, right? Amazing. Yeah, the country of origin, which is the cool act—the the the country country of origin labeling act that uh, Bush tried to implement, and then Obama—it just—it never really took full effect. So that uh, most. Retail shops don't need to disclose where the meat is from and most of our recalls in the United States Have been from imported product, but the general public doesn't know that
0: Um, So here this is something we put into our body and we don't think about it as much as What kind of iPhone we're getting what is ridiculous. I remember when I was younger going out on my own and I would start to grill in the backyard and I would go to this regular market, get steaks, and I would be paying more attention to spices. And I'm like, why can't I make this taste like a restaurant? Well, and years. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. not even making Years before I found out that the restaurant was getting better. It probably took the Food Network But before I went. They're getting better meat than me. They're right. getting better seafood than me. It never occurred
8: to well, me. W- we explain in here um, the way beef in, in the United States is graded. So, yeah. and what to expect from those different grades. Mm-hmm. So, whereas prime is the highest grade you could get uh for American beef, it has 40% more intramuscular fat than let's say choice, which is important because that's what gives you flavor. That's what where the where the tenderness comes from. So, um not knowing the grading system and if you go into a supermarket and it's not listed as, you know, the grade right. is not listed, it's most likely the lowest um, quality that they have. It's just the least expensive.
0: Well, and that's what I I shopped for. I was like, look at this. I can get five steaks for (laughs) this. Low, (laughs) low price. And then I'm going to grill it, and it's going to be fantastic. The book is called Meat. Uh, Pat Lafrida has put this together. And if you go into any restaurant in this area... Pat Lafrida's name is there, which is pretty amazing that the hamburger places are bragging about where they get their meat from you. I can't imagine any higher compliment uh, happening to a butcher than what's happened to you.
8: You know, no, it's truly an honor when a chef mentions us on their menu. Um, it's something that my dad never really could grasp he, he'd he say like, I don't understand. Why do they want to know that it's coming from us? Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I I still find funny. Although when he sees it, he takes a lot of pride in it also. Sure. But um yeah, from aged beef to burgers, I mean, we source meat for over 1200 restaurants that we supply daily. Um, so that there's a lot of weight on our shoulders to make sure that we're getting those restaurants, the meat that they're asking for, Um, And in a timely manner, meaning within a few hours of when they order it. Um, But it it truly is an honor. Every time a chef calls me and asks me for permission to use our our name on their menu, it is really an an honor for us.
0: And these burger places uh, have changed the burger business, that these burger places now... Have made people in the country look at hamburgers differently. We have again, we used to just think, I'm going to get a hamburger without thinking about it. Right. Who would have thought that many years into fast food, suddenly there would be lines to get certain burger places unthought of before?
8: Yeah. Unthought of. I mean, the first time um, I took my dad to Shake Shack in the park Mm -hmm. and I said, Dad, I just want to, I want to show you uh what Grandpa, the original Pat Lafrida, would be proud of because we used his practices and his formulation to make that burger. Uh We tweaked it a little bit for Danny Meyer at Shake Shack. And when he saw a two-hour line in the park, he's like, who the fuck would wait in <laughs> yeah. this line
0: for a burger? And I'm like, but Dad, this is what... We have done particularly when they could have walked 50 yards in any direction and got burgers anywhere else. And suddenly they're lining up on burgers like they're Rolling Stones tickets. Right, exactly. It was amazing to see. And I remember seeing the line. I'm like, w-, instead of thinking those people are crazy, I'm like, what do they know that I don't know? Like that kind of buzz uh, change thing for everybody. And it really came down to you guys put together a, a special blend. Yes, Danny Meyer. I mean,
8: historically, burgers were made with whatever was left over. Mm-hmm. So if it was a, let's say, a roast beef manufacturer and they had trimmings from roast beef, like that's the way that ground beef and burger would taste, as opposed to someone that was making uh, strip steaks and had trimmings from that. My grandfather always sold his trimmings and uh only used specific cuts that he loved that knew that he knew made the best burger. And like he said, he used to say you cannot hide your sins in the chop meat machine. So it's not like you could throw anything in there and it's going to taste mm-hmm. right. So just really, I mean, it's funny business in business, especially in the family business, you need to, to, to constantly change with uh, the trends. And in some some cases you need to stick with what was done and what was successful. Mm-hmm. So the combination of both changing where you need to, and then also uh, sticking to the principles that got you to where you are, uh, are important. And it's thing, those are things that we've covered in the book because we don't just want to appeal and help small businesses meet businesses in the United States. Like a lot of these um, stories and memoirs, Are universal, and that any small business can follow some of the um, steps that we've taken to to really increase our business uh, tremendously, as we did.
0: Well, I would agree with that, and you you could the real principles can apply. The real principles can apply, particularly to a family business. Obviously, having your name on it is. Incredibly different than if this was called, you know, Amazon steaks. You know what right. I mean? You'd be like, whatever. But it's funny you mention that. Yeah, your name being on that food, but also growing up in a thing where your your grandfather used this food to feed his family, and being able to take that out to other people. It's amazing how ignorant we've been about food.
8: Yeah. We, you, you see it with fish also Mm by, if you order a whole whole fish at a restaurant, um, it it used to come with a head and tail still Mm -hmm. attached. Yeah. Um, and I think you're getting back to that a little bit, but for a very long time, the the customer didn't want to see the head and the tail. So when it comes to meat, no, uh, a lot of people don't want to be reminded of where exactly, uh, this is from. Um, And there's so much misinformation out there about meat. Um, Movies like Food, Inc. don't help the situation either. Mm -hmm. There's just so much misinformation. Um, Especially like the grain-fed versus the grass-fed and the carbon footprint. I mean, some of it's just so ridiculous and doesn't apply to the meat that we all eat uh, on a regular basis.
0: Where does a lot of that meat go? It goes a different place? Yeah, I mean,
8: um, well... The dairy industry has to, um, like each cow has to give birth once a year to produce milk. So those are usually Holsteins. That's the best for, for the milking, um, and the dairy industry. Uh, the males from that get raised for veal and veal gets demonized, but veal is a natural byproduct of the dairy industry. Um, when it comes to black angus animals the the males are 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 grown as steer and at 24 months of age or less that's when they're harvested and that's really the high end steak in the united states but when they when the cows are past 5 years of age that meat is um they they, they eventually can't produce any more milk and that product is reserved for um the least expensive applications like school systems fast food restaurants prison systems right um
0: all the same thing by the way
8: right (laughs) (laughs) they all feel exactly the same exactly um so you know what some growers have tried to do was get some quality into those older animals so that they don't have to, you know, so they can get a little bit more for them. So force feeding those animals corn is very different than us mm. um, finishing off our young cattle on corn, which gives the best marbling and has a lesser carbon footprint because you don't need to raise the animal more than 24 months of age. It'll get up to the... Uh, 850 pound hanging weight that you need as opposed to something that's grass fed which takes well over 30 months of age mm. and anything over 30 months of age you then risk bse which is mad cow disease it's only been found in animals over 30 months of age so um yeah we we dispel and we uh, explain a lot of those myths and and uh and mistruths in in this book you know there's so much
0: of this that We are ignorant of, and I was just talking to my mom not too long ago, and she was like a depression, uh, kid, and she, you know, the guy, the butcher on the street, everybody knew, and she said, if he said it was a good day for liver, she's because you'd smell liver everywhere in the neighborhood. <laughs> Everybody would get the special that day. But somehow we've gotten away from that. We put things in our freezer for a long time. But I think it would be really interesting to get back to that point where instead of acting like all food, whether it's seafood, it all should come from the same place. We've got to get out for it. I remember one day I did. Uh, uh, I was on the air and I go, "Hey, watermelon used to taste so much better when I was a kid." And enough people called me to say, "Where did you, you know, you get it from?" I figured out. Oh, it was in the summer from the farm, right. and, I, and then I hadn't done that again my whole life. I'm right. just getting it from supermarkets. It's like corn in the fall. Yeah, corn. You go out and find things at the right time. You're still. Uh, working every day, right? Yes. Is that I, how you stay ripped like this? You get, <laughs> is that the best thing for you?
8: I, I started a workout, uh, program a couple years ago and I just got addicted to it. Um, before that, I was, I was following the path of my dad and my grandfather. So, uh, it's not in my genes. That's something I have to work hard at, but, um, and eating as much food as I eat. You <laughs> have to try to keep it off somehow. But yes, I, when I started with my dad, it was at 3:30 a.m. in the mm-hmm. morning and it, it, to grow the business i knew we needed to start earlier if you can imagine so mm-hmm. i never expected when in in the mid 90s when i joined with my dad for him to start any earlier so i just backed up the start time all the way now till 6 p.m. the night before so I start at around 3 p.m. in the afternoon and then I work throughout the night my dad today at 68 years old still comes in at 3:30 a.m. Amazing. Make sure the trucks are are invoiced and the trucks are ready to pull out um, but by 4 or 5 a.m. We're done cutting meat because our restaurants order meat all night and they expect it the very next morning. Within a few hours later. And we need to be there all night to make that happen. So I, I took that, um, as, as my responsibility because that's when the magic happens. That's when there needs to be oversight by myself, um, mm-hmm. over the product. And then we have, we don't close. So all day we receive product in, restock the warehouse, sanitize the production room and get ready for the next night's production.
0: Uh, the book is called Meat Everything you need to know. Obviously there's a lot of things that you can learn about meat, but there's also fantastic recipes throughout this book of of all different kinds of ethnicities. And uh the beauty of that is that's really part of the American story. He is America's most celebrated butcher, Pat LaFrieda. Thanks so much. Good to see you again, Pat. Same here. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having and me. I'll see you next time, my friend. Thank you.
7: <laughs> and now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy
3: Hits Channel 99.
0: I mean one thing, that's Jeffrey Gurion's
11: music. Jeffrey, you jump around? I didn't know that. <laughs> Occasionally, man. I've been known to jump around. Who do you got with you today? Man, I, my, my guest today is a, is a dear friend for a long time. This guy is everywhere.
6: I he's... introduced Jeffrey to this song. Now he plays it for foreplay. Now, he now it. He Whenever he brings it. a woman home, this is yeah. what he puts on. <laughs> he's a regular
11: on Wendy Williams, on MSNBC. He's got shows, books. He's got a lot of stuff that he can't even talk about. But he's got the most unusual family history that I've ever heard of. It's John Fugelsang in the John, house. John, good to see you, What a buddy.
6: pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. You know,
0: it's great to meet you. I've uh, seen you for years, so this is
6: fantastic. Uh, I just said before, first longtime fan, first time suck up. I'm really thrilled that I finally get a chance to drag your legendary show down to my level, and it's that's, really an honor. That's
0: perfect. Um, but you're doing something. You're doing your uh, your search for the vanishing American dream. Oh yeah.
6: Well, I, I, this is a, a movie that I'm doing. It's uh-huh. uh, a PBS movie, and uh, I spent last year working at Current TV. Al Gore offered mm-hmm. me a, a, my own primetime comedy talk show, and I was like, really, fantastic. And and mm-hmm. I, I asked Joy. Behar, because she was signing a deal. She goes, oh, yeah, go work at Current. It'll be great. And I hired uh, Frank Conniff of Mystery Science Theater to be one of my writers. We all got set up, and then they sold it to Al Jazeera. Mm -hmm. Al Jazeera brings me in, and they say, we want to give you a 10 o'clock talk show on Al Jazeera. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. They said, but you have to quit doing stand-up. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's my credential. I, I, mm-hmm. if, I, if I want to pretend to be a journalist, I'll, I'll go work at Fox. And they said, no, you got to do <laughs> So I, I uh, got asked to go on the road by this two-time Oscar-winning director and do a movie about the American dream, journeying uh, the same path Alexis de Tocqueville took in 1831 when he wrote Democracy in America, which began the American dream. We did 200 interviews in 45 cities in 17 states. Um, over three months, living on the road, and with homeless vets, with uh, with with uh, rural obesity clinics in the Mississippi Delta, prisons in Florida, Sing Sing prison, uh, in a college program here in New York, uh, we saw people getting arrested for 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 uh, foreclosure protests in Boston. We were in Detroit for a week in the worst homeless shelter in Detroit. Barney Frank is in this movie. Mike Huckabee is in this movie. Lou Black is going to be in it. Uh, Congressman Grayson and uh, PBS finally looked at all the footage. They're mm-hmm. going to release it as a feature next year for festivals and for an Oscar qualifying run. My director has a bunch of Oscar nominations. and So they're going to put it out in theaters and then air it as a mini-series uh, in 2016. And PBS looked at it and they said, well, this is a lot of stuff here and it's really depressing. Uh, can you make it funny? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they, so I will be doing a stand-up special about the things that are hurting the American dream. And the, the whole movie is sort of like, what happened to upward mobility? Why is it so hard for people to get ahead right now? So we're going to be doing a show at Stand-Up New York uh, on October 7th. It is free with a two-drink minimum, and it will be a a film shoot, But uh, so that I want to promote that. And then um, tomorrow night, we're kicking off the Woodstock Comedy Festival with a great show. Uh, It's a show I do in L.A. and New York called Comedy Nation. It's a talk show. It's half stand-up sets and then a panel, all about one issue, and we're talking about the State of the Union, what's going on in America right now, and it's a great lineup of political comics like Ted Alexandro, Lee Camp, uh, uh, Trayvon Free, who's uh, from The Daily Show, and uh, so that's launching the Woodstock festival.
0: I love the fa- I always love when comics sit down on a panel anyway because the stand up is one thing, you know what I mean? But I think very few people realize how quick stand-ups can be and how mm-hmm. many places they can go. Because I think most stand-ups are political even if it's not in their exactly. act. Exactly. And a know? lot of
6: them can't put it in your yeah. act because, you know, you lose half your audience. Right. It's like, I'm, I've been a political comic for a while now and I like it, but if you're stupid enough to want to be a political comic, to alienate half your audience, yeah, exactly. to yeah. spend all your time writing material that's going to be dated in 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got some, I got some great but a fuco stuff. I mean, it's like, you, you're always doing current events and <laughs> sure. it has a short shelf life. Uh, but, you know, it's so fun and I agree, the smartest people I know are political comics, but you never get to do political stand-up on TV. Letterman, mm-hmm. Fallon, Kimmel, they just they don't book political comics. They yeah. got their reasons. So for a political comic to go on TV, you've normally got to go on CNN like I do and just not have an audience. So we do this show where we have a different theme. We just did one last night on uh, the, the first comedy show of the 2016 presidential season and had a bunch of people come up there and just rag on all the potential candidates, or we'll do one on guns or on gay marriage or mm-hmm. whatever people are fighting about this week, every comic has to do a monologue on that theme, so they can't do their regular act. And then you're exactly right when you put a bunch of comics on stage together; it's it's all the improv skills come out, and the need to top each other comes out. Right, it's and fun. then it just gets it's really, really,
0: really, really fun. fun. And uh, of course, some of these guys, like people, don't realize. That let's say Steve Martin is so deep about so many subjects, but most of his fans have no idea. You mm-hmm. know I mean? He's a, he's an art collector. He knows music. He, know, but that ne- he's never going to put that into his act. Nope. You know. No. And he I mean, like, and like you said, he probably shouldn't if he wants to keep a, a large audience. Probably you know? shouldn't.
6: If he started yeah. doing movies about string theory, he would right, lose a, yeah. a good chunk <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cheaper by the dozen seven uh, won't work if he talks about his Monet collection. <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin exactly could right. sell his art and feed India for a year, but you know, he's got a good thing going. It is true. He
0: lives in a museum. He's one of those people who started a long, long time ago. Well,
6: um, it's not easy when you're a seventy year old new dad.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't that always the craziest thing? Because I'll even do the math now. Like, like, what age would that kid be able to beat me up by? No, that's not. That is
11: not worth it. John's a new dad. Are you really? A relatively new dad. Awful. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, It's the worst.
6: It's it's a struggle. Uh, It's like there's already enough white people. Why did I do this? My my girl and I were together for like 19 years. I thought I had cleared it. I thought I'd cleared the hurdle. We were happy. We were like the happy, childless uh, uh, couple that still talks and goes out and does things. And then we had to do this, and uh, babies are the worst people in the world. They're, they're, they're horrible, they're abusive, and we put up with their abuse because we think love can change. Change the, Babies are Chris Brown, and we're Rihanna. Yeah, that's what i Yeah, true.
0: <laughs> Although I remember being a little kid and thinking that people that didn't have babies were sad. I would always think, like, that those neighbors, I think. Oh, that's so sad. They missed the joy
6: mm-hmm. that yeah. my parents I get. I think
11: that still to
6: this day. Yeah. You well, really? let me
11: put it this way: yeah, do you, I, Have I, you I ever seen?
6: Have you ever seen a smiling man with two children in Manhattan? Yeah. It doesn't exist. It's me. true.
11: Me.
1: <laughs> but here's the thing: When you have little
0: kids, you can't <laughs> yeah. say, "Let's just." Oh, there's a movie starting in in ten minutes. There's a movie starting. Everything has to be planned from that oh,
6: point yeah. on. It's, it's the worst, and it's yeah, well, it's, it's like, not it's worth it's it to go out. No, the only way you can really do it and have a life is if you drug your children and that but that's frowned upon by some liberals
0: these days yeah but i remember i you know i was close with my sister-in-law until she had kids and she's been in a 10-year you know boring talking about lessons talking about you know school and i'm just like i'm going to talk to you and like i'm talking about another seven years Mm -hmm. and then we'll get back and
6: we'll have fun again because the only thing worse than couples are couples with kids man they're the worst and i'm forced to hang out with these people now and it's just it's just death i mean they got to make stronger drugs to be able to deal with yeah.
0: this well i i remember going to pta meetings and i would be like i thought we would be different i thought we wouldn't be taking this shit so heavy you, you, <laughs> you know? become
11: your parents yeah. basically that's but what
0: happens I, even yeah. like i coached little league and i went up and fucking said to the dads hey did any of you guys ever play ball <laughs> you make errors everyone does go to a fucking game people make errors stop freaking out let these kids have some fun because we get crazy
6: yeah mm-hmm. you know and i i like we realized like i don't Care if it's a boy or a girl. I just want him to be gay. That's all that's I care about. I just want a gay gay kid to, who, who can dust and organize. <laughs> and I'm teaching him now. I'm coaching him. So his first words are "bitch please." I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm really hoping that's what my wife wants.
0: Now you. People don't realize this is about you because you seem like a lonely guy, Jeffrey. Oh, really? You have kids. Yeah, I have kids.
11: People are always people weirded People are shocked out. that I have anything normal in life. When I had a dog, <laughs> no one could believe that I had a pet. You know, they, they, even that something simple as that. They just I don't because know because
0: you seem like you you seem like you would go back to like a
11: castle on a hill or something. Yeah.
0: There's something... with his band. Yeah, there's something I, about you.
11: And people would just bring women to me. Is that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is that- but there's
0: nothing. I would wave like
6: a wand and stuff.
0: Yeah, it does. It seems that way about you. But your life was—he
6: has like 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 a, a sane Phil Spector quality about him. <laughs> well,
0: even then, I don't know. Like if it's someone, questionable. like if even you did a Phil Spector thing, like. Five o'clock in the morning, you shot somebody. I would. There would be part of me
11: who were going. All right, I thought so. Right? Yeah, you were I thought that, that. was going to happen. Well, you were a big it's gun weird. guy too, right? I used to. Yeah, I used to love guns, man. I would be on the range. I was the only Jewish guy in an Italian gun club, and, and it was like oh, I was amazing, man. It was. I used to carry a Walther PPKS because mm-hmm. that's what James Bond carried, you know. Mm-hmm. When I carried a twenty-five Beretta on my ankle, and I loved it. It was great. I. Why did you stop? Stopped? Um, I don't know. I, it was hurting my back. I'm too thin to carry it <laughs> <Yeah>. on, basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, but you I wasn't pu- built for to carrying it on. You're that, if you're that frail, Jeffrey, you need <laughs> self-defense <laughs> even more. <laughs> you never pulled it on anybody? The one guy I pulled it on, it was, it was crazy. There was a guy breaking into my car once. and I mean, I, I, I did have it out a couple of times. I was walking in the street once, and I was threatened by a gang gun, of people. The gun, you mean? Yeah, the gun. Yeah, the the gun. yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I took it out, and I walked with it by my side just because it was a very questionable situation. But the one time I actually pulled it on a guy, the guy's like, what the fuck? He, he was breaking into my car. His feet were out the window. He had broken the glass and he was in the back seat. And I was working on a, like a, a project with some people and I was there and I, I pulled the gun. and I'm like, get the fuck out of my car. And the guy is like, what are you going to do, shoot me? And he was coming to me. Like, and I, my whole life like flashed before my eyes. I'm like, I can't shoot this guy and I backed up and we went into this apartment and the guy was literally banging on the door trying to get in and I said if this guy comes through the door I'm going to have to do Wait, something after he
6: saw your gun he came and tried yeah, to that's yeah, how come crazy after he was
11: you? it didn't I thought if you pull a gun on somebody they're going to be like don't shoot you know this guy's like what the fuck are you going to do and he was coming towards... Is a club owner? You can't shoot someone for breaking into your car. You would have been wrong. But that's what I was afraid- coming so at you... A cop once told me, he goes, the worst person to have a gun is someone with intelligence because they think before they use it. A criminal mm-hmm. doesn't think. They just take and it and they shoot you. cops have guns. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. But the concept was the second that you think it over, you know, I realized the implications of what was going to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to be bad. There's no way... This going to turn out good for me and you know that was it and fortunately i didn't use it because your whole life changes if you do something like that mm-hmm. it's never going to be the same mm-hmm. you know and i started thinking well what could he have taken from my car that would be worth me getting involved in something like this you know well
6: i know you so. had a substantial eight track collection and Jennifer. i'm sure all I of did, it was, I most of
11: it was chic <laughs> right. hey, i just saw billy idol here and i wanted to I wanted to tell him how much I like White Wedding Day. Is still a favorite song of Wait, mine. Wait, where's Billy Idol? He's here. He's down the he's hall. Down the I hall. didn't even know this. Yeah, he's down the hall. Why I are him we come sitting
0: in. here when is Billy it, Idol's here? Is he right? going to be singing today? Is he, he's in the studio nah.
11: talking to somebody. No, because yeah. Tim McGraw is outside doing uh, an yeah, interview like a big McGraw. thing. Yeah. And then Billy Idol came in and I ran. I was like, wow. he's got. And the that's best- like
6: my dream concert lineup is the Tim McGraw, Billy Idol co-headlining bill.
11: He still has the best hair, man. Billy Idol's hair is amazing, right? Yes. That, come, that comes from Jeffrey Gurian. Well, so
6: that's, he's my idol, hair wise. The, the great UK peroxide shortage of 94. <laughs> yeah, that was...
0: Hey, speaking of the UK, Scotland today, this I could know, be it. I know, oh, I know. Oh, ah. Really? Are they
11: leaving the uh, Maybe. The, it's the too close to call oh, every time I look it up. It's going to be freedom So it's not going to be Great Britain anymore? It's going to be good It Britain. won't be the United Britain. Kingdom. <laughs> It'll be the divided <laughs> the kingdom. The divided kingdom,
0: right? I think it's a great idea, and I, w- I think somebody should try it here. I think Texas could probably make it on their own. You know, I think they
6: could, too. I think and as soon as Texas leaves, watch, we'll find the money to finish that wall. You yeah, right. They can be there with their neighbors in Mexico, and they'll call. They can have NASA. They can have tobacco. We're keeping Willie Nelson in Austin. It's going to be a really easy swap. Yeah. Austin will be like Berlin,
0: then. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> yes. one spot. We'll have
6: American Austin and Texas Austin. And Rick Perry will live in the Texas side. But
0: uh, I can't think of another state that could pull it off. I don't think California. Secession? Yeah. I don't uh, think California could pull it off.
6: I don't think they could either. I don't think they'd want to. Yeah. You know, there's it would have to be a state that really, really wanted to. Looking yeah. at you, Alabama. And uh you know, they'd be a lovely suburb of Tijuana if they did. I think
0: it would be I think it would be exciting to see. And obviously we'd we'd all still be friends
6: like we are with Canada. You know, Puerto Rico's waiting for statehood. We can keep the 50 stars on the flag right Yeah, away. that's
0: not bad. We, I, we finally give Puerto Rico that call up after all these years.
6: <laughs> well, that's because Rick Perry believes that uh, America's the greatest country on Earth that Texas might have to secede from. Yeah. And really, you know, what's, what's what's more patriotic than quitting America to start your own country? <laughs> Unless it's to keep people as pets, but we already tried that once. I, would, I, I think it would be cool, and
0: I, I hope Scotland pulls this off. Do you? Yeah, I just like the idea. Of, I mean, you know, freedom from the Brits. I think I, you know, I kind of got raised thinking that was a good idea.
11: I, I didn't heard even that, know that still cra- existed. That countries still own other countries. Where the fuck does that even come from? What, well, are, you, what are you talking America about? America has military like bases all
6: over the world. We just call ourselves a superpower instead of an empire because it's better sounding. <laughs> it's just weird. It's a weird concept to me. So who's left if Scotland leaves? Just Wales, Wales, and, and uh, Northern, Northern Ireland, Ireland. A Northern Ireland, huh? yeah. yeah, and
11: then England.
6: It'll be a yeah, fascinating yeah, yeah. it'll be a fascinating experiment to see what happens and how the Scottish economy responds to it because yeah. the first time they have hardships, who are they going to go to for aid because you know, right. England's not going to like it anymore and it'll be really really weird it's actually interesting watching the British freak out over the empire shrinking even more
0: even even <laughs> tinier even tinier, because they were once remember the sun never sets on the
6: on the British, British empire. empire that's why we had to send people to die to keep the Falkland Islands
0: yeah I mean, well of course <laughs>
6: I mean, there's 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 Dick insecurity, security, and then there's that. <laughs> yeah. Know? There's, but uh, you know, I'm happy for the Scots. I I think uh, I think there's a very good chance that they will vote to stay part of the UK. It's very very close, but even if they
0: vote, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen, and it's got to be approved. Yeah. But I think now that it's on the table, this comes up every you know couple years. Well, who approves
11: something like that?
6: The Queen.
0: The Queen, queen will have to say. She yeah. has to say. Yeah, because she's Queen of Scots,
6: and the royal family is really—they've already weighed in on this. They don't want it to happen. I no. mean, Harry pretty much suggested it by saying he wanted the, uh, the what you know uh, the World Cup to be in Glasgow, like like uh, saying he was hoping it would still, or, or he wanted the the whatever soccer tournament they have in the UK to be in Glasgow next year is his way of saying we hope that we're all still one country. And the Queen said, "Think very hard about this," and they went back to her job of sitting on her ass and doing nothing. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but. But uh, it'll be really wacky to see what happens when when white people upset white people like that.
0: Yeah, it hasn't happened in a long time where white people (laughs) go against white white people. people, (laughs) Normally, we're all white people. Uh, Except for the Germans. And we're not really... We'll never be comfortable around Germans.
6: I don't think so. No, No, no. Bosnia sort of did this, too.
0: Yeah bosnia was a nice swing but this is being done without blood this is uh you know adults sitting around saying wouldn't it be better you know and really i understand i could understand if texas are saying we're tired of of living you know of the way a lot of people in the northeast and west coast think we should live mm-hmm. we want to be able to drive fast i get it yeah we don't, we don't, don't want, want to wear any, helmets yeah we
11: don't want any abortions here we don't like want florida a minimum wage. No tax right florida has no income tax
6: yeah we don't want to pay it we don't want to have have a minimum wage. We don't want to have Medicare. We but, want to let people, you know, yeah. starve. They have no income tax because there's not a lot of income down there either, too. So, there's
0: not big money to be made in Florida. No, it's retirement time yeah. down there. Just people are chilling. Well, that's some people.
6: There's also another like 15 million people that aren't retired. But that's what I love about Florida, because yeah. I, I live in Manhattan. So mm-hmm. if I want to hear a New York accent, I have to go to Florida. Yeah, you have to, point. yeah. It's where millions of people go to enjoy the climate, and then they stay inside all day with air conditioning to avoid the climate. Yeah. That's Florida.
0: It is incredibly hot. And then the sun explodes at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. It just it literally rains every day at three.
6: And you leave the turn signal on because it keeps you awake while driving. So it's a beautiful <laughs> state. John, My parents lived there for many years.
5: John Fuglesane's in studio with us, along with Jeffrey Gurian from Comedy Matters TV. Comedy Nation with John is opening the Woodstock uh, Comedy Festival tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at the Woodstock Playhouse, and then watch for John October 2nd at Stand-Up New York with his special, the working title, Search for the Vanishing American Dream. Yeah,
6: I, it's going to be something catchier than that, but it's actually, you know, like it's it's uh, the most sprawling documentary uh, I, I've ever been a part of. I mean, we, we spent months on the. Road with a seven person crew. And it was uh, a lot of homeless shelters, a lot of prisons, a lot of like white folks in their 60s who never thought they'd be on food stamps. And then, you Mm -hmm. know, we would find people in Detroit who were prospering, who had started new businesses. The Cherokee Nation in North Carolina on their reservation, they did something that other Indian tribes haven't done. They split the proceeds from the casino exactly evenly. And so every member of the Cherokee Nation gets a check for 11 grand every year. And if you're a young person growing up and you get your high school diploma or GE, when you graduate, you get a check for one hundred and ten thousand dollars. You can go to college or buy a house. Mm. And what it's done is it has dramatically decreased the rates of incarceration, the rates of drug abuse, the rates of poverty all throughout the Indian community, showing that poverty causes these bad behaviors sure. not the other way around. And they've mm-hmm. proven it. And so it's like it's not all depressing out there. And for every horrible thing you see happening to people into the American economy, there's also a lot of real uplift, too.
0: You know, in the neighborhood that I grew up with, I don't remember anyone ever talking about getting super rich. You know what I mean? People were just about doing okay. I mean, I grew up in a kind of a union town, and and people would think, I'll get my time off, and, you know, we either get a weekend place at the shore. But I think the whole thing about getting super rich is when people
11: started to get unhappy with each other. Yes, exactly, because... Poverty and violence are more of a modern thing. Because when the settlers came over from Europe in the 30s and 40s, they were very poor. They lived in these cold water flats, tenements. You didn't have violence the way you have today. You don't I think, think because so? I don't think it was I on, mean, I on think, any level. You could I mean, ask black folks an Indian about that. There were always that. gangs and mobs and stuff like that, but not of the level that you see today. Because... There are, there's such a, a dichotomy between the haves and the, haves not, and the have-nots today, so and you it's don't very think- obvious because of social yeah. media. You see what other people have, and poor kids want that.
6: Well, I mean, coveting thy neighbor's goods is the backbone of our economy. You know, don't knock mm. it. See, he and gets I biblical because get that. that's his
11: background. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, and, the, and I, and parents and I get that, but yeah.
6: you're exactly right. You know, you look back to, you look back to, to Roosevelt and Truman and Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. You look at how the GOP and both parties were so invested in union membership and collective bargaining and the workers sharing in the profits of the products and companies they helped build, and that's what built the middle class. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to condemn all unions because some of them are crooked? Well, Let's apply the same logic to CEOs, maybe. Mm-hmm. But as union membership has gone down, we've seen the middle class decline. And as a consequence, the American dream is gone from prosperity to just surviving. People don't believe in retirement anymore. People don't know how they're going to get through. And now mm-hmm. it's just scraping by is the American dream for millions of people. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and it's like all the problems that are preventing us from becoming the country we were supposed to be. You know, the past 30 years, it, it, It's not income inequality. It's dramatically uneven income growth and the rich have gotten richer and everybody else is flatlined. And and now, you know, middle minimum wage buying power is the lowest it's been in since the 60s. And you can't we're finally have an America where you can work full time and still be in poverty.
0: It's never happened before. Yeah, it is very, very true. Um, Funny shit, huh? Funny
6: shit. How
11: did it affect you personally, being on the road seven months and seeing a lot of sadness and negativity? How did
6: it affect you as Mm -hmm. a Well, it was funny because I went on the road thinking, oh, no, my TV show is canceled. So Mm -hmm. I was so full of self-pity. And then uh, my first day shooting was in Central Falls, Rhode Island, with a woman who got pregnant at 16, didn't believe in abortion. Her church said it was wrong. She had the baby. Then her daughter got pregnant at 16. She didn't believe in abortion, had the baby, and now she's a 32-year-old grandmother supporting a family of five, riding a bus an hour each day to a minimum wage job at McDonald's in a town that declared bankruptcy last year, Central Falls, Rhode Island. And because she takes... The power had been turned off in her apartment for three months with a family of five. But because she takes food stamps... People call her lazy. And after the first day, I was like, I'm not going to be able to complain about my canceled shitty TV show ever again. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I I wanted to believe in America. I wanted to believe in a new way that the American dream is still alive and we can do it. But what I saw instead was hardworking people for, you know, conservatives and progressives who played by the rules, who got an education, who worked really hard, did everything you're supposed to do. And then one day you're told your company was sold to another country and you can apply to keep your own job and i found so many people who were discouraged but you, you know de tocqueville said back in 1831 no american is immune from a yearning desire to rise and what blew my mind was no matter how bad things were for people they're still optimistic 63 percent of americans believe that the next generation will not have it as good as this one but the majority of americans believe that their kids will have it better than they do and maybe that's crazy maybe it's denial but it's not an American dream. There's no such thing. Wanting a better life for your kids through your own hard work, eh, that's the Iranian dream. It's the Russian dream. It's the, so it's, the, it's the Iraqi dream and the South American dream. And I got more discouraged than ever at society, at business, at government, but it made me fall in love with the American people even more, especially in Detroit, where I saw so much hardship, and I realized the next big thing is a million little things. Because no one's going to stay in a hole. Everyone's going to try and climb right. out of it and find innovative ways to do it.
0: And sometimes that, that gets done by doing it on your own, figuring out a business, finding that place. Yeah. You know, that, that is... Adaptability, innovation,
6: yeah. creativity. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah. but the world we grew up in, the world our parents yeah. knew, doesn't exist anymore. The middle class is now the top of the bottom, and it's the reality. And you know, we can talk about job creation, but how many of those are, are service jobs at Carl's Junior? Right, that's the big
0: problem. That people used to be able to go out, get a job, support their family. Um, my mother was able to be a stay stay at home. Mom, my dad worked one job and then was involved in his community, Me too. and that was not unlike all the people yeah. who lived in my thing in and, the neighborhood, right? Well, yeah. here's the thing too: in my neighborhood, I could walk down the street and point at every house and go, "That's Boeing." He, you know, and literally these were men who made stuff, physically yep. made stuff. Yep. I don't have one friend who physically. I know people who work in marketing mm-hmm. and web design, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't look at something, like a helicopter, like a ship. I know guys that, that worked at Sunship, Scott Paper. All those guys physically worked with exactly. products that are made gone. Things. This is what I thought yeah. of
6: last year when Megyn Kelly went on Fox and said Santa Claus is white. And I was like, Santa Claus isn't white and he's not black either. Santa Claus is Chinese. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know right. that because that's where all the presents come from. Yeah, <laughs> And you know, it's the same three things. However, what community you go to, it's the same three things. It's it's deindustrialization automation and outsourcing, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't know how you're going to create an economy where you can have people uh, building things anymore when it's cheaper to have third world slave labor do it. You know, we didn't, we didn't end slavery. We outsourced it. And as a consequence, the rich have gotten so much richer. Everybody else is still on the bottom. And if you talk about this, you're called a socialist, but I think if you talk about it, you should be called a patriot. And ultimately it's, it's never been about conservative versus liberal. It's been about aristocracy against democracy. The people who own this country, who own your politicians and who own you, are they going to be willing to take a smaller piece of an expanding pie or keep on taking a bigger piece of a shrinking pie? Because if they do, someday they're going to be food. Because when like five guys have all the money and everybody else is behind the gated community, they're going to scale the walls and eat you. Yeah. And that's how it's going to be. Burn down the mission. They're going to
0: fucking. That is. I mean, if you want to study history at all, there are only so much. And then they don't give a shit if they're going into church. They don't care if they're going nah. into
6: museums because
0: people break after Religion
6: a while. is the last thing keeping yeah. the poor from eating the rich. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want to see that happen here, but I kind of think it's going to have to get a lot worse before people switch off the freaking kardashians and start paying attention to what their politicians have done and both parties are very very guilty of it you know no doubt about that both i mean both parties you know one party talks a much better game than the other about working people Mm -hmm. and yeah one party advances more legislation for working people than the other but they're all part of the same bailout. and you know the if you're if you're a ball player and you bet on your team to fail you're banned but if you're a bank and you bet on your own mortgages to fail you're bailed out And that's what we all paid for. Mm. And the same with low wages, with minimum wage. You don't like the minimum wage? Well, guess what? When you go to Walmart, you pay for that shit twice. You pay for it on the day you buy it, and then you pay for it again on April 15th. Because when six Walmart heirs have as much money as 42 million Americans, 40% of Americans, over 100 million people, six Walmart heirs who inherited it, they didn't work hard to make this money. And these six billionaires have as much money as 100 million other people, but they won't pay their employees a living wage. You know what that means? When those people can't afford to feed their families because they can't make on, on what Walmart pays, they go to SNAP benefits. They go on Medicaid. They go on disability if they have to and that means you pay for it. price is so nice you pay for it twice and mcdonald's the same exact thing you are paying twice for that shit because you're paying for the employees to be able to feed their kids now why could ford pay a living wage,
0: or standard oil? Well, they why? thought he was crazy
6: henry yeah. ford thought that he was crazy and you hear a lot of shit about you know oh the the detroit's dead because of liberal policies it's not because of that at all henry ford thought his employees should be able to afford to buy the product they made and he wrote mm-hmm. about the five dollar a day wage and everybody said you're insane. You're never going to make a profit. Your company's going to go bankrupt. You shouldn't pay your low workers that much. But Ford knew these were really hard assembly line jobs where you get lots of repetitive stress injuries. It could drive people crazy. And he wanted to pay these people what he thought their labor was worth. He was also a raging Jew hater and union hater. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's some, a lot of bloody sins on that guy's conscience, but he did believe this would help and it did help. And the business did better when he paid his workers this incredibly high wage. The consequence was... Once everybody could afford to buy these cars, they bought these cars and they drove the hell out of Detroit and moved to the suburbs. And as the tax base shrank on Detroit, there was less money for anything. And now you've got Christie's auction house going through the Detroit Institute of Art, appraising all the fine works of art because they might have to sell them to pay off the city's bills. It's never happened in human history before. No. The city had to hock some Van Gogh's to pay for the pensions of other people. And you're going to see all these workers who've been promised pensions, who didn't take Social Security because they had a pension coming. And now they're told, sorry, we're bankrupt. Your pension's cut in half. And these are the things that are killing the American dream. Mm. And I know I'm just some foul mouth comic, but to me, it was a real eye-opener to see firsthand. I, I was doing a-, a show on Al Gore's network all year talking to people about this. But when you're actually out there in trailer communities, when you're actually out there in you know foreclosed businesses and, and homes... It it, it changes you completely and it makes you, it made me a lot more radical for the American middle class than I ever thought I could be. Is this straight from your stand up act? None of this is funny, (laughs) Jeffrey, no. Now, there's dick jokes in the stand up act, I promise.
0: Um, Let's go over to uh, Mike in Chicago. Mike, go ahead. Yeah,
7: hi. I just wanted to take a little bit of an issue with the idea that the level of violence. linked with poverty is a a new or growing phenomenon. There's an incredible book from 1991 called Low Life by a great author named Luke Sante. And it is about the uh, immigrants in New York in those cold water flats. It will blow
10: your mind, the crime statistics and the elaborate criminal activities that were going on, all as a result of poverty.
11: No, exactly right. I guess it's that? because you didn't hear as much about it then because of social media these days you hear about everything that happens driven yeah. no communication. I mean,
6: some black guy makes a U-turn and that's going to make the news yeah, you know, right. exactly. when, they, when they have a big chase down but you know they, the violent crime rates have actually gone down in this country since the 70s and some experts believe it's because we got lead out of gasoline it's a fascinating theory you can google this but they thought that once there's no longer lead in the exhaust fumes people got less crazy and, it's, and if you look at the link of the decrease in violent crime to the decrease of lead in gasoline, it completely correlates.
0: I talk about the violence of the 70s all the time, because I used to see adults just punching the shit out of each other yeah. in Philadelphia. It was a really, I mean, the thing of, you know, uh, hearing you say that things are, are rough for now, I remember being, people being physical about everything before. And I think... Right, you, you ever know,
10: see The Goodbye Girl with Richard Dreyfuss?
7: Yeah. Sure. There's a scene, they lived in Soho when it was becoming so. I grew up in New York in the 70s. There's a scene where a car pulls up, a guy gets out, punches Marsha Mason in the face, takes her purse, and drives off. That was every day in New yeah. York City. Yeah,
0: New well, York I remember City. that when I was a kid in the '70s. Yeah, yeah. New York City, Philadelphia, Cleveland. My Chicago godmother was and...
6: blind. My godmother yeah. lived on East 52nd. She was blind and got mugged twice it happened all the time and maybe there's just more cameras around so people behave better but I don't know I, I do think I mean you look at the statistics violent crime has gone down in this country all,
0: all you have to do is look at the tourists who come into this town feeling comfortable because mm-hmm. I remember people used to hide their jewelry mm-hmm. coming into no, New York still and, do now, that, but and now they just walk around they got an iPad out they sh- they're yeah. pointing up and you're like it's they're very comfortable in New
11: York where it used to be well Giuliani did a lot of that well, well his, his police, up, police commissioner did a lot of, of that yeah, I mean yeah. his
6: police commissioner adopted the new orleans community policing standard where if there's a broken window in a town though the, a broken window in the neighborhood there's going to be crime there so fix the window mm-hmm. and you know and and to a large extent that's what teddy roosevelt did when mm. he was police chief of new york was if you're Ray watching Kelly? the ken burns movie was that yeah Ray Kelly, who uh, no it was uh oh. Bratton. Oh, Bill bratton yeah who's back and now, it, right? you know and and so it was all about it was all about a community standard if a, if, if you have this festering sore in the middle of your neighborhood people are going to think it's okay to to not live up to it and mm. you want to raise the standards of the community give them a nicer community. And it's true and it works. And also
0: be, you know, the community I think should always be outraged if there's crime. I think one of the most embarrassing things in the United States of America is that we're okay with what happens in the south part of Chicago. I think the entire country should say... Just in the same way that we're all willing to put ISIS on and freak out over someone being killed. Every weekend Every in Chicago, weekend. we should go whatever it takes. Well,
1: but what,
6: but, but, but what it's to going to take is investment. What it's going to take is spending. What it's going to take is giving the tax breaks not to the jo- companies that outsource our, our jobs overseas, but to the companies that invest in what the late Jack Kemp, Republican the senator, called enterprise zones. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change these communities around, don't go telling people you got to pull up your pants and stop listening to hip hop music, what you gotta do is give their parents jobs. And you make you take away all the tax breaks for companies like Levi's. No Levi's are made in America anymore. I don't think they should be allowed to use the flag in their advertising since they've outsourced all their jobs. But if you can open up factories in these low income communities, then yeah, then you get your tax break and then you're starting to rebuild communities again. Because we need to get a manufacturing base back I don't know if it's possible when you can pay China nothing for their workers. Sure. And once again, we see what we see. The same is with food stamps propping up Walmart. It's socialism propping up capitalism, and it's the dirty secret of our society.
11: So if, if everyone was rich, because that has always been a dream of mine, if everyone had money, do you think there'd be no crime? Well, there's a different kind of crime. It's not a violent crime,
0: but do you see the kind of crime that we have with the banks? And if everyone was well, rich, yeah, they'd raise no, the prices so
11: much that you could not afford stuff. violent crime. Do you think that it would eliminate violent crime if everyone had jobs and, and was well-to-do?
6: No. I mean, it's a magical thought. No, if, every, if no. no one was greedy, it would eliminate crime. And that's not going to happen.
11: It has to come from inside. Yeah. From within. The same as that there are people who grow up in poverty who make a choice not to become part of the underworld.
1: Most. Yeah. Most, Most people. people make Look, that if people, choice.
6: If people followed the religions they claim to follow, there wouldn't be crime and there wouldn't be violence. You know, I, I grew up in an extremely uh, a Catholic house. A extremely. We used to have open casket reunions. And uh, <laughs> my, my mom was an ex-nun. My father was an ex-Franciscan brother. And I grew up like mega religious. And I grew up sort of a Jesus freak. And it amazes me how people think you stick a tree up in your house once a year and you've done your Religious duty, when in reality, it's 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 pretty hard. And the same with these with with the fundamentalist Muslims. It's like, dude, if God wants anybody dead, He'll smite them. Okay, <laughs> if you read the book, God God smites lots of people. When he, that's how He solves problems. That's how you know God's a man. <laughs> and God's not smiting anybody, so He must want you to stop chopping off fucking heads. Because if you are chopping off someone's head in the name of religion, you suck at religion. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple.
0: Here's uh, Snowy. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, take take my call, Ron. That's my job. Hey, John, you know
10: one thing always amazes me, how we try to raise minimum wage or get health care for everybody in this country, and they get and the people get all hot and bothered about it. Yeah, we always seem to have money to bo- drop bombs on people. Exactly,
6: exactly. I'd rather my tax dollars be spent to help people here than blow them up over there. But we don't have any politicians who are good at you know expressing this, and they make it like it's about charity. It's not. It's about making capitalism stronger. If everybody has money, then everyone has money. If people mm-hmm. can afford to buy your shit, then people can afford to buy your shit. And if we're all doing better, we're all doing better. It's it's the mm-hmm. greed that's going to kill America
0: uh eric in nebraska got eric hey hey ron hey uh, john you were coming before
7: about you know the the amount of money the kids for walmart inherited yeah and, and the, um and you brought up about unions and oh
6: right by the money. way over over a billion dollars in government subsidies by the way to the walmart kids but go on
7: okay how about the fact that the head of the SEIU, who has stayed at the white house makes several million dollars a year she actually is worth something like 30 million dollars she travels on a private jet when she travels in fact, every one of the union head travels on a private jet except one and their members they they on a daily basis earn more than one of their members makes in five years yeah i don't like so that are you suggesting
6: are you suggesting that's worse than what the walmart ears do
7: um, actually, it, it,
6: yeah. does that hurt? It, does there's that there's, hurt your community when your when your local neighbors and taxpayers have to foot the bill when people aren't insured and have to go to emergency rooms, or when people can't afford to feed their kids and have to go on SNAP benefits? Walmart I costs have, some communities a million dollars a year. Is is these greedy union heads? And I'm not. I'm agreeing with you. They're bad. But is it worse than what Walmart's doing to all of America?
7: I, I would say they're on equal ground. Oh
6: my God! I, I you got to be joking with it, with um, with the, with the yeah, stuff yeah, they import well, from okay, China and, alone. And, and the, the, this, the amount of American fallacy, jobs we lost.
7: This fallacy that how, how poorly you, the Walmart members make. I've got friends who work for Walmart. I'm a truck driver. I've got a friend who drives for Walmart who... His starting salary three years ago is the same as what I make now with my company. After
6: he's a truck driver
7: for Walmart, he's a truck driver. Is he unionized? No, he makes one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year as a full time driver for Walmart. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do the
6: folks who work in the store make anywhere close to six figures ever?
7: Um, I know I know a store manager who makes 70,000.
6: Okay, do the folks who actually don't even get 35 hours a week? Okay, you know if you work full- time at a Walmart, you get 16 grand a year. if you're one of the no, checkout people.
7: Actually, actually actually they're making more than that. It, it depends on the part of the country they're in and the location.
6: Right, but in you many understand
7: cases it's dependent in many cases, it's dependent on the overall economy of that area.
6: Uh, no, the Walmart heirs are doing fine. They are not paying their workers a living wage, and the local it's taxpayers the in the communities have to pick now, up the slack.
7: The living, the living wage for the area of a Walmart store is often what sets what the wage is. If you have to, to go on food stamps for, and Medicaid,
6: if you have to go on food stamps and Medicaid, you're not being paid a living wage.
7: I know people who work for Walmart in certain parts of the country who are making twenty dollars an hour because that's what the wage will support in that area.
6: Are they managers? Are they? That's management. No,
7: these no. These are these are floor employees.
6: That's great. I'm glad that not all WalMarts do that. That's what, because that's what the economy in that area will support. So, so if what you're saying that you've got support.
0: to work in a Walmart in San Francisco or Manhattan to make that kind of money?
7: Because if. It, I'll give you an example right now. I'm pulling into Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. The living wage in that area, the economy would not support Walmart paying its employees $20 an hour because it would drive everything else but the, the family, but the Walton family,
6: but the Walton family could easily
7: blame the Walton family for what the economy in a certain area
6: is. Well, of course I am, because they're not paying the residents of that economy who so, work for them a living wage. Uh, Listen, Walmart so, could, my friend, Walmart could give every employee a five thousand dollar raise and still see fifteen billion a year in profits.
7: Use your example then. Let's use what I just brought up, uh, left Nebraska. <clears throat> Excuse me, if they went in there and paid every one of the store employees 20 dollars an hour, the local economy will not support that. The store would go out of business over time because the in order to pay those people that in that economy, the everybody else would have to my friend. (laughs) You can't even do it It because they replaced...
0: They actually came in and lowered the prices of people that were at stores. The mom-and-pop
6: businesses were all put out of business. And my friend, when you shop at Walmart, your money's not staying in your community. It's going to the Walton family, as opposed to shopping at a local business, which is why you should try to shop local as often as you can to help your own community. You're just shipping your money out of the community. You've already shipped your jobs out of the community by buying all this Chinese made crap. There's estimates that Walmart's cost us over 200,000 American jobs. Because nothing's made here and they're importing everything. And again, I can show you statistics of all the states that make, especially Wisconsin, that has to make their their Medicaid numbers public. Where you can see how Walmarts are, individual Walmart stores are, in fact, this is not me making it up, it's not a matter of opinion, are, in fact, costing local taxpayers a million bucks a year because people can't afford to live on the full-time wage Walmart pays them. Not all Walmart employees are starving, but a lot of them are. And we're picking up the slack, and that is socialism supporting capitalism.
0: Here's Kevin and Trenton. Guy, Kevin. Hey, Ron, what's going on? I love but, this conversation.
7: I agree with a lot of it.
6: I know. I came here to tell dick jokes, and now I'm <laughs> not, <laughs> now I love it, too, man. I feel like I'm in a Clifford Odets play. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it's a. But is it? Don't you think it's more of a vicious cycle? I remember being a kid and... T-shirts being $30, $40. I go to the kids' stores, like these fast retailers, H&M, Walmart, Target. They're all selling cheap stuff. Is it, is it the consumer driving Walmart, Target, to all these fast retailers and all these malls to to create this cheap product. And I mean, how realistic? How are we going to make this cheap product here if this is what the customer is demanding
6: here? Everyone wants cheap stuff, but the problem with Walmart, again, is that very often you wind up paying for it twice. Because... Well, if it's
7: not just Walmart. It's the Old Navy, all the yeah. stores. That's well, well and
6: uh, the fashion industry has no
0: problem doing slave labor. No problem at, at all. all. And when you're paying, when you're paying, let's say, $500 for a jacket, those people making that aren't making any more money than if it was yeah. a you're so right. The
6: folks who buy, the, the folks who have to go go to the 99-cent menu at McDonald's, well, yeah. if that was a buck Five menu mm-hmm. and it lifted employees out of poverty and made them not have to go on Medicaid, made them not have to get food stamps to feed their own kids, I think most people would still go to McDonald's, right. even if it the 99-cent menu became the buck Five menu. Right. And and those mm-hmm. employees would have more money to go spend in local businesses when they left work.
7: Would, in, to your point, too, about the 99-cent menu, you have all these upscale burger chains now, but it seems like I go to the mall now. It's just at the mall. You see all these guys selling cheap clothes. I mean, I just don't know they do it. And then you see upscale retailers next to it. They're making cheap stuff too, just with
6: a fancier label. Well, yeah, everyone's getting everyone's getting broker, and they're buying cheaper stuff, and it, it is a vicious cycle. And if you know, if you buy American, you can do it. But if people have more money in their pocket because of a living wage, they'll buy more expensive stuff, and maybe some of that stuff can be made here again.
7: But even even that, let's talk American. I don't want to put out brands, but there's there's guys trying it, brand denim brands in L.A. And yeah. You know, there's American Apparel, the guy I know, he's, yep. he's a firm and he's getting locked up for it, but he tries, and he has a successful
6: business model. All of American so Apparel stuff? Exactly. It just goes to show what you can do with American-made products and underage women posing like porn stars in print ads. It's really inspirational. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's the winning combo. Exactly. It seems to have worked out for everybody. <laughs> uh, here's my buddy, Andy. Andy, what's up, pal? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey,
7: listen, I, I'm calling to, to totally refute our gentleman who is uh, in such a staunch defender of of walmart on the phone my wife and i first got married uh, i worked for their wondrous competitor Target, and let me tell you folks they just get the stuff from a different factory across the street from the one where walmart gets their crap it's it's all the same chinese crap it's just dressed a little better at target well and target pays their
6: employees a better wage
7: uh slightly but i'll tell you while i worked at target um full-time i had to go on the uh, hardship deferment for my student yeah. loans because I couldn't keep my bills paid and pay my student loan. And then when I tried to actually apply for a middle management job, not even a key holding position, uh, they put they ran my credit <laughs> for a nine for a for a job that paid nine dollars and ninety nine cents an hour.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing.
7: And it was, you know, so like the idea that the average worker, the, as you're looking around a Walmart or a Target, the idea that the average worker can climb up and make that that uh, that salary that he quoted his managerial friend is making is absolutely ludicrous. Because somewhere along that line, and living that minimum wage lifestyle, they've had to make some tough choices with bills. I guarantee you, their credit has been is not clean. Yeah. And they they just there's 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 a glass class ceiling. In the retail industry, and, and the, bo- you know, the
6: bottom—you're you. right. The bottom line is, corporate profits have never been higher, and minimum wage buying power is at a 40-year low. Uh, so, thanks, Obama. And also
0: we've told uh, you know two generations of kids to go to college, and uh-huh. now when they get out of college, they're looking mm-hmm. at, and I meet these kids because they intern yep. here for free, mm-hmm. they're get at least loans. 35, 50 G's to 200 G's 200 in G's. debt mm-hmm.
6: before they hit the
0: streets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and they're, they're are, debt slaves. Yeah. And,
6: and as Elizabeth Warren has pointed out, very ably, you go to college, you get a government loan, you're paying 7%, but the banks that ripped us off get a government loan, and they pay three-quarter of 1%. Yeah. Okay, so the banks who stole from us are getting a better deal than our own college kids. And we used to believe in this country that education was the bedrock of society or otherwise Mm. you'd stay home smoking weed and watching a cartoon that takes place in bedrock. Now what we have instead is students are wage slaves. They're debt slaves. And like Dylan sang 45 years ago, 20 years of school, and they put you on the day shift Mm. and it's Mm -hmm. preventable. It's like you you, want to have kids going out. You can't climb the ladder if you have a 200 pound lead weight around your neck. And we're keeping kids from being able to climb the economic ladder with this debt racket. And yet we'll forgive all other kinds of debts. We'll forgive other people who rip us off. If you, if you, you know, the Bible, I always keep coming back to it because I was raised by mega religious people. But the Bible calls for a jubilee year, a forgiveness of all debts every seven years. And ancient Mesopotamia used to do it. All debts forgiven. And you start over again. Now it sounds crazy. Every seven years? Every seven years. Can you imagine what would happen in America if you actually had... Mortgage debt forgiveness, student loan debt forgiveness, credit card debt forgiveness. If the slate of all this fake money and this fake economy we prop up were wiped clean, people would go out and start spending again. They'd be able to. But debt is going to kill America. And unfortunately, the people who own your politicians have no problem with it. Cheery, funny shit. It
0: yeah, is fun. John saying <laughs> is in studio with us,
5: along with Jeffrey Gurian from Comedy Matters TV. John's going to be kicking off the Woodstock Comedy Festival tomorrow night at 7 o'clock with his show Comedy Nation, with John saying.
6: <laughs> and that's going to be all dick jokes. I feel like I've been doing NPR. I feel like I've been on NPR for the last hour. I love your show. I come and... We have to talk about sex for the next five minutes. My God. Please finish. I'm sorry. Oh,
5: sure. And then he's going to be at the uh, Stand Up New York on Thursday, October 2nd, with his special... Shall search for the vanishing American dream. That's was, just the working title. I was
6: interviewing. Right. I was interviewing uh, white supremacists in uh, in uh, 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 Atlanta, mm. um, and uh, it was amazing. Like I think white supremacists are the greatest argument against the concept of white supremacy. But I had this guy who's like one of the top white supremacists, and I, I was just you know saying to him like, <laughs> you know, let's say that you uh, need a kidney. And there's only one donor match in the world, and it's Flave a What do you do? Yeah. He's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like, let's say your daughter fell in love with a black man and brought him home and had a kid. Well, w- would you accept your half-black grandchild? I can't answer that question. I mean, and, and but his argument was, well, it doesn't matter because uh, I think Asians are smarter than whites, so how can I possibly be racist? And it's like, <laughs> how are their teeth? Uh, his teeth were his teeth were fine. The people who write him checks, however, you know, I was on Bill Maher once. Well, I was on Bill Maher once with David Duke, and and, and uh, you know, he was so offensive. He was talking about how white people built this country all on their own, and more black men rape white women than white men rape black women, and that's proof that whites are better and more civilized and an endangered species, and all this crap. And you realize, oh my God, you might not even necessarily believe this shit. You're just saying it to get these cracker racist motherfuckers to write you checks. And it turned out that was true because sure. then. David Duke went to jail for federal mail fraud and and uh, because he was taking all the money, embezzling it, and using it to finance his gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. So, on one level, okay, you're a racist and you want to fleece bigots out of their hard-earned cash? Great. But I actually got up and I, I went up off... I said to David Duke by the end of the show, I, I know that you're in pain. Anybody who hates gay people as much as you is obviously crying out for help, and I think there's nothing wrong with you that hot sex with a man couldn't fix. And I offered him hot gay sex on the Bill Maher show on national TV, <laughs> and uh, my parents didn't speak to me for about a month. Mm-hmm.
0: I met David Duke. He came in with uh, to a show I was doing with some death metal guys, and he would just hang out mm-hmm. at death metal shows because there was young white kids moshing and shit. Yeah. And I thought he was completely corny. I did not think that he was political no. at all. I thought he was like, not that racket. different. Yeah, then just like one of those traveling, you know, Jesus tent. Yeah, places, exactly. So you'd uh-huh. say. Those tent These respectable, yes, right.
6: these, these respectable <laughs> white supremacists who, you know, <laughs> David a... Duke says like, I'm not a Holocaust denier. I'm a skeptic I mean, he's, he's, he's a professional bigot for hire to be the symbol mm. for other bigots and get them to write them checks and it works unbelievable how they live with that
0: um, now I don't know if you want to do this but our, our phones are just nailed everybody wants to talk about Please. this stuff that you are worried isn't entertaining but people well, it's, are so incredibly it, entertained it's, people
6: care, Americans care about America
0: um, let's go over here to um, here's Richard in Fort Myers go ahead Richard
7: Hey guys, great conversation. Hey, uh, I, I still, my mother still has scissors that we bought in the 1970s, and they still work fine. I bought a pair of scissors from Walmart last year, they broke within a year.
6: Why do you hate capitalism?
7: Well, no, I mean, <laughs> why do you hate
6: low prices?
7: How is it a bargain? How are a pair of scissors that last that long a bargain it's it 's not
6: it 's not yeah. that 's why the its price is so nice you pay for them twice that 's the racket none of it 's a bargain you 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 wind up paying
7: yeah all all, uh, all we do is sharpen those scissors they 're still good
6: mhm exactly
0: yeah exactly that 's that 's true of a lot of things like that too back when some guy made those scissors and he had pride. We just had Pat Lafrida in here, the butcher. In family business, the pride that they have in being Mm -hmm. butchers is phenomenal. But if you go into some big places, you're not getting the same kind of meat. And you know know what?
6: They needed that pride because they were competing with the guy down the street. Now the big superstores put all y'all out of business down the street. They don't have to have any pride in craftsmanship because they have no more competitors in these small towns. And my parents my parents went to had to go to Walmart all the time because they put everyone else out of business. You know,
11: it happens with cars, too. You spend so much money on a car, and you're lucky if it lasts the three years of your lease. Mm-hmm. Years ago, you'd buy a car, and it would last a really long time. You could keep cars forever. Yeah. You know? So... It's happened in every phase of the economy.
6: You know, we were on the, and this making this movie, we were in Detroit at the GM plant and we were on the line watching robots make hybrids. And, and, you know, GE makes the top selling uh, uh, electric car in all of Europe. No one knows this, but the Volt is the top selling electric car in all of Europe, Mm -hmm. made in Detroit, which is really inspiring. And you think, oh, we had the bailout. They're doing great. And Bob Dylan's making weird commercials about how GE's Mm -hmm. back. Fantastic. I want to go work there, get a job on the union assembly line. But what no one talks about is when the UAW made a deal to keep these factories open, they accepted a two-tier pay system, which the MTA just did in New York as well. So now, when you're hired to work on the line, you're not going to be paid the same scale as someone who was hired before that deal. It's half the pay, half the benefits. So now you've got guys making your cars in Detroit, and it seems like it's the old days are good, but they're making a fraction of what the guy next to them is making for doing the same work, and that's how they know what it feels like to be a woman in the workplace. Yeah,
0: and they're going uh, to, I guess, age those other guys out, right? Just- other guys. Guys will
6: just age yeah. out, and then there won't be a two tier system anymore. It'll just be one tier, and it'll be crappy, and you won't be able to feed your family like your grandparents did.
0: Uh, here's Mark. Mark, you on the Run show?
7: Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. You gotta. You have with. I work for Walmart, and and you have, unfortunately, a, a back hallway culture in in the employees at Walmart, and you got office people, you have HR people, and certain uh, hourly people who are part of and it's almost like a click and they're all taking care of each other and making sure that they get the merit raises and the little tiny committee raises and things like that as often as they can uh, so that they can work their wage up to that $22, 23 $25 an hour, and they're giving these little tiny raises almost like when uh, 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 the guy in MASH used to bring a stack of papers in to the colonel and have him sign them, and he would sign a couple of papers he didn't know what he was signing. Right. Hmm. And these people, the, these back office, back hallway people, you know, I was one of those. I was up to making like $18 an hour within four years, and I started out at seven-something minimum wage. Mm-hmm. But I unfortunately rubbed the wrong person the wrong way in that culture, and they basically phased me out.
6: Yeah, I mean, you you, you know, and and you did make a good living there for a while, and some people do. Not all Walmart folks are are on food stamps. But the fact is, you know, we have to get our our conservative and our progressive brothers and sisters together and say, is America going to be a place where you can work full time and still be poor? And if you're, op- if you're okay with that, do nothing. If you feel differently, we got to be a bit harder on these politicians because they don't represent us.
0: Well, just figure uh, it's like a game of Monopoly when too much money ends up in one side of the board. you got to start over. Right. And you certainly can't bring in a new person and say, all this shit is up, but you start playing now, and this guy's got a lot more than you. I mean, if you look, uh, if we're talking about lazy people, it, to me it's always been that second second generation third generation billionaires. Yeah. You know those Rockefeller kids are just like, well, yeah. I guess I'll start smoking crack. I don't know what else to <laughs> yeah, do, exactly. you know. And that's the that's the kind of shit that we have to deal with all
6: the time. Which is right? why, you know, you, you look at Eisenhower, right? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, you had the hippies and you had the Eisenhower Republicans. Well, what did Eisenhower stand for? He stood for strong progressive taxation on the wealthy, 90%. 90%. Eisenhower's high tax rate on rich people rebuilt our country after World War too. You had the socialism of the GI Bill. You had the socialism of the interstate highway plan. You had strong union support from the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. The irony is today the hippies are the Eisenhower Republicans. And if you talk like Eisenhower did, someone's going to call you a communist. Right. And that last Eisenhower speech <laughs> that he warned us. Yeah. Everything. When yeah. you see these cops in Ferguson driving tanks around, that's what Ike warned us about. The military-industrial complex, when a tank is made from pieces constructed in 10 different states, you can't cancel that tank order because they'll say, jobs, 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 you're putting people out of business. The the U.S. military corps of engineers should be the ones heading a project to have n- nationwide bullet trains, you know, Japanese mm-hmm. style. I mean, to get us off of the foreign oil of, of that, that the airplanes gobble up and to, to have a massive public works program like Ike did. I mean it would revolutionize the economy it would re, it would reenergize communities I don't see anyone having that boldness of vision and I don't see the people who own this country allowing it to happen And Eisenhower like did put the highway
0: system in which means that you're building bridges in just about every state yeah. when's the last time we saw that happen and or I could build one or fix a yeah, bridge Yeah I mean, you you drive over bridges now thinking, I hope everything's okay with this. And Eisenhower right? played a lot of golf.
6: Was $13. Was $13. Yeah. Played a lot of golf, that Eisenhower, <laughs> 13, but, but he, he was white, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, but he did. I mean, there uh, that was a crazy dream that you're going to be able to drive a car 60 miles an hour across the country. People were like, what? Are you insane? What about all those little... We pulled
6: it off, and people were so proud of it and because we invested in america we invested we were part of it but now if you try and do that they're going to call you a socialist <laughs> and, and that's 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 actually you know what congressmen get for their health care um let's go which over by here. the way is jesus too i mean jesus was the most radical if you read acts of the apostles uh it's like a blueprint for for socialism and uh i, I don't know why jesus is so un-american here's james james you're on the run show i love this
7: conversation this this is great stuff. Hey, I'm uh, 30 years in the teamsters, and when that gentleman was saying that there's truck drivers at Walmart that make $120,000 a year, that may be the case if there's two of them living in the truck, working nonstop. Yeah. They split $120,000, but I make the top weight in the industry, and I, trust me, there isn't a Walmart driver around who's home at night or on the weekends or has benefits yeah. or isn't paying for the truck that is making $120,000. doesn't
6: happen. Thank you for that expertise on that. I found it a bit uh, hard to believe myself.
0: Yeah, so did I. But, you know, he did come up with a good point. When I go back to my father's generation and all the fathers on the street, those guys were off on the weekends, and those mm-hmm. guys were with their families at night. Yes. I don't have a lot of friends that are with their families
1: mm-hmm.
0: at night and on the weekends. I mean, we're all connected to work. Yes. (laughs) If you want to work today, you're going to be locked into your phone. You're you're going going to to be locked into your computer. You're going to be working. All my guys are working all the time. Everybody has to just to keep up.
6: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a constant hustle. It's like the middle class that we grew up to believe in doesn't exist anymore. And we're still living on our parents' dreams when in reality, you know, it's like Carlin said. It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. (laughs) And and it's terribly cynical, but it's time to wake up and it's time to say, hey, hey, if we can get people to care about voting a little more than watching what the Kardashians are shopping for today, we might get some change in this country. But until poor and working people show up to vote, democracy is going to be owned by the 1%. Yeah, And there's lots of good 1%ers out there. I'm friends with lots of good 1%ers. But, you know, it's like they only call it redistribution of wealth when you try to help 99% of Americans. <laughs> Instead, it's not the trickle down, it's the gush up. All right, well, all these people, you're not going to be able to get through to them. I'm sorry, sorry, folks. They, they popped up. This is the smartest conversation I've ever had on a radio show. <laughs> Normally I come in and I'm just making fun of politicians or sex. This has been fun.
0: Well, you know, at, at a certain point, point, I and I agree 100%, you know the old grabs in the buckets with yeah. Republicans and Democrats we got to stop that shit in all honesty, these things can be talked about and not mm-hmm. screamed slogans about mm-hmm. i'm sure that we could sit here with people that are a lot more conservative and agree agree with with them on ninety two to ninety six percent so let's get that shit fixed
6: you know what if you can get money out of politics it's step one if yeah. you can make election day a national holiday or make it voting week, yeah. so people don't have to do it all on one day. Our election system is designed to make it as hard as possible to vote. We, election day is when it is, because in the 18th century, you would be tilling the fields in your farm until the end of October, then you'd have church on Sunday, then you'd have one day on Monday to travel to your polling place, and then you'd vote on the first Tuesday of November. We are being controlled by the lifestyles of people who've been dead for a hundred years, and it's time to modernize and upgrade how we vote. But, as you saw with Supreme Court last year, they're making it really hard for low-income folks college kids and seniors to vote and it's by design and it's not conservative it's not sustainable and it ain't sane and i would point out one last thing they say third parties aren't possible our first third party president got in with 38 percent of the vote and he was a republican and he was lincoln and it could happen again because if this two-headed hydra doesn't do anything we got to do something new
0: John, thanks so much, buddy. We'll Thank see you Thank you. I'll, soon. I'll
6: come in and tell Dick Jokes next yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, gentlemen. Thank you, John.
5: You can see John tomorrow night at uh, Comedy Nation with John Fugel sang tomorrow at the John Fugel sang. It's
6: uh, it's uh, Danish for uh, uh, benzoyl peroxide.
5: <laughs> That's tomorrow at the Woodstock Playhouse, Woodstock, New York, seven o'clock. woodstockcomedyfestival.org. That show features Carmen Lynch, Lee Camp, Ted Alexandro, and Mike Kaplan. And then look at uh, look for John October second at Stand Up New York for his special search for the vanishing American dream. Special thanks to Jeffrey Gurian from ComedyMattersTV.com. and the Gurian you, News Jeffrey. Network yep. on on YouTube at Jeffrey. You guys have a
6: great show. Thank you for having me.
0: Jeffrey also wants everyone to know that aliens built the pyramids. We'll get to that (laughs) next (laughs) next time. Mexican aliens. Uh, Go to On Demand. (laughs) Look for the Easter egg on on today's On Demand show. We'll see you guys back in here tomorrow. Uh, That's the Ed Dubai Show.
6: Donk.
2: I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV.
3: You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on SiriusXM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.
1: Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.